You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris in the Paracast, we've taken this episode aside from all the other episodes. Instead of having another guest, I am Chris's guest, he's my guest. It's a talking shop kind of episode. We haven't had one of those since 2011. And we find it's one of the most popular types of shows that we do. And maybe it's because people build up a host of questions that maybe we didn't ask of the guests or didn't talk about. And now they get their chance to have at us. And if we look at the forums at forum.theparacast.com, they ask us everything about my experiences or lack thereof as a teenager, what I would tell other teenagers who want to get into UFOs after being in this business for so many years and having brought up a son. What do I do? But before we do that, let's just talk about Chris, because he has a motto on his Skype account, trick or treat, because he's the trickster. And I asked him, (laughs) okay, Chris, you don't get visits from kids in your neighborhood because you live out in the country somewhere. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty, pretty bleak uh, for the kids, I think, in this particular neighborhood. I think what they do is they uh, the parents take them to the uh, subdivision that's a couple of miles away and all the houses are lined up, you know, close together. So you get more bang for the buck for the time that you put in. But, yeah, in three years, I don't think I've had a single kid ever stop at the house. So Do you have candy around or what, just in case? Yeah, just in case, of course. Well, it's but, funny. Uh, the last place I lived for about two or three years, I lived in this large apartment complex, lots of kids around. But they never, ever came to my place for trick-or-treat. In the previous place, in another apartment complex, we were visited by maybe one or two would show up. Where I live now, in a subdivision, there are loads of children. Oh, Next door, around the neighborhood, I expect will be inundated. Or maybe they'll think that we're the monsters or something and avoid us. I wonder. Yeah, well, you you kind of look like Lurch. I bet you with some dark dark circles around your eyes, some fangs, maybe kind of paint in a widow's peak. You, you'd probably scare the bejesus out of some of them. <laughs> hey, with me, it doesn't require any makeup. I just walk out there and say, here I am. Would you like to have a bite to eat? <laughs> I have to look at the right Halloween candy, go to the neighborhood supermarket and see what I come up with. This is not an invitation, ladies and gentlemen, for you to send your kids to my home for trick-or-treat please no uh, well it, it's a fun night I've, I've always liked halloween i had a great time as a kid and you know if, if uh we had some mean neighbors or something of course uh they get uh they get tricked i think one one year we we ordered pizzas from every delivery place in town and had them all arrive precisely at eight o'clock and so all these pizza delivery guys came with stacks of pizzas. <laughs> oh, boy. I know. That's terrible. And if those people ever wanted to get a real pizza from one of those places, <laughs> no, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> well, you know, nowadays when you call for takeout, they ask for your name. They ask for your phone number. Yeah. Which is minimal verification. But if you're just playing a practical joke on somebody you don't really know, you wouldn't be able to tell them what your phone number is. Right. Yeah. So it's not that easy. The other thing is a lot of restaurants have what is called curbside now, where instead of delivering to your home, you pull up your car, they come up to the car with the goods. Oh, well, that's, that's cool. 
And it's not like an expensive restaurant. These are normal family-priced restaurants that do that. Right. So there you go. Why are we talking about pizza? I don't know. This is an episode where we talk shop. And maybe we're talking about the pizza shop next time you come down to Arizona. We'll have a pizza together. And not from, you know, like Domino's or Pizza Hut, a real pizza place. Right. Except the pizza we ordered here, it was a little overcooked. So I don't know where you get good New York pizza in the Phoenix area. That's a good question. That'd be something we should talk about. But really, when we talk shop, we talk about the show, we talk about our plans or hopes for the future, and we answer your questions. And one of the things, of course, we've been talking about from time to time are the questions people ask about the number of commercials we run. Can't imagine how many people still don't quite understand this is a commercial radio show. And if you look at thousands of commercial radio shows around the U.S., thousands of radio stations, many talk stations with various conservative, liberal, and otherwise acts on there, they all run about the same number of commercials. It, it depends on the, the length of the commercial. A lot sure. of the commercials on GCN are very short. They're 15 seconds, so there's more of them to fill that standard amount of time. So it, it, it seems psychologically like there's more time being devoted to commercials when actually it's shorter commercials and more of them. But it all adds up to the same standard uh, boiler-plated, you know, time slot for for the commercial part of the of the program. And we have a clock, literally a network clock that they give us, and they say you will have each segment timed out within a tenth of a second each hour. We have four segments, so the show when you hear it on a regular radio station, you're hearing four segments per hour plus a five-minute news block plus ads. Okay, so we have. It mandated to fill a certain amount of time, after which the commercial generation is automated. So the first minute is ours. So you'll hear me reading a commercial or Chris or something. And those are products that advertise with us. They pay us. They help us eat sometimes. They help us pay the rent sometimes. But those are our commercials. The other commercials you hear are from the network or local stations. And we have no say in what they choose. So, for example, if GCN wants to choose... 15-second commercials instead of 30 in one minute, that's their choice. They make that choice. But the number of commercials in terms of minutes is the same for pretty much all commercial radio shows around the United States. If you live in Europe, it's a totally different world. So it may seem like a lot. What we tell people is we hope you will appreciate, especially the ads from our sponsors, because if you do business with them, they do business with us, and it's a mutual relationship. If you don't like it, fast forward, folks. Right, and I love the new uh, go back 30 second button too because then you can quickly zip through. As soon as you hear the show, go back 30 seconds until you get to the to the top of the segment and then you're, I mean, it takes no time at all. What he's talking about there, by the way, is Apple's podcast application where you have this DVR type skipping. And that's what I do, for example, with DirecTV. I have DirecTV. I don't like the commercials. I use their DVR to time shift, fast forward. Then I can go through commercials in 30-second increments. In fact, Dish Network here in the United States has a feature where they automatically, at least on the regular broadcast stations, they automatically skip past the ads. And I think the TV networks want to sue them as a result. Yeah, yeah, I could see why. I mean, that's that's how they – I mean, commercials, unfortunately, we live in a – 
you know, in a capitalist free market society. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, emphasis on consumerism. And in order for us to be out there reaching uh, potentially millions of people, we've, we've got to kind of suck it up and have to deal with the commerciality of the whole, the way the whole thing's set up. And, you know, that's just life in, in America. And, <laughs> you know, we deal with it the best we can. Uh, I think with the new option of going back 30 seconds, it's easy to skip through and then, and then go back. And hopefully, you know, we don't have to continually explain this to people because it seems like every, every couple, three months, we have a upsurge of people asking about that. And, you know, let's put this uh, sleeping dog to bed, <laughs> please. Well, you know, people who review us on iTunes say, oh, this show has so many commercials, and they don't understand there are a lot of hobbyist people who put on radio shows. I mean, it doesn't take anything more than a $50 microphone and a decent computer to put together a decent radio show. We're not talking about content. We're talking about audio quality. And, of course, they have no ads. Now, some try to sell ads for podcasts, but there's no market for that. There right. are advertising agencies, a few of them, that cater to podcasts, and we get some ads from them, and we get a couple of cents a month from that. But there really isn't any business. If you hope to earn any amount of money, um, hard being crass and commercial, that's the way it is, you can't distribute a show that way. We'll have more to say on our Talk Shop episode with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Neighbors, here's what I believe. I believe to be successful in business, you need to be able to meet with your team on a regular basis, wherever you are. So discuss plans, for example, share ideas and bring them to life. But with clients and colleagues working from different offices or on the go, meeting face-to-face -face is not often possible. That is, unless you use GoToMeeting with HD Faces, the powerfully simple way to meet and collaborate with your team online. You know, GoToMeeting with HD Faces gives your team the ability to share the same screen, making it easier to be on the same page. I want you neighbors to try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. Don't wait. Check this special offer. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. Be sure to use the promo code PODCAST. Go to meeting. Meeting is believing, neighbors. Go to meeting.com. On the average, Americans work between 45 to 50 years, hoping to build up enough wealth to retire and live out their golden years. Unfortunately, with taxation, the rising cost of food, energy, housing, and medical, many retirees are forced to live below the poverty line. Is this a flaw free enterprise, or is our monetary unit we call the Federal Reserve Note forcing us into perpetual debt, ensuring inflation and higher taxes? These questions and more can be answered by reading G. Edward Griffin's book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Congressman Ron Paul states it's what every American needs to know about central bank power. A gripping adventure into the secret world of international banking cartel. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I will give a silver dollar from the early 1900s to anyone who purchases this book. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order a copy today. It's critical that the public be made aware of the system. Call and order your copy today at 1-800-686-2237. That's 1-800-686-2237. What's safer and cheaper than prescription drugs? Glad you asked. 
The answer is Renovation Teas. Herbal remedies are much safer and much cheaper than prescription drugs. Taste great, and most importantly, herbal teas are effective and non-addictive. Renovation Tea is especially unique, and here's why. We spent years researching herbs and their beneficial properties. Renovation Teas uses only 100% organic, fair trade herbs. Our teas are blended towards specific ailments and health conditions, such as diabetes, blood pressure, anxiety, libido, detox, and much more. All Renovation Teas are formulated and hand-filled in Arkansas. Take care of yourself naturally, the way Mother Nature intended. Order Renovation Teas at RenovationTea.com or call 870-784-3121. That's 870-784-3121. Renovation Teas. Renovate your health one bag at a time. Healthy soils grow healthy plants. So before you plant your survival garden this year, is your soil healthy? Maximize your crisis garden soil with EM1 from Terraganics. EM1 organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant provides healthier gardens and faster, efficient garden composting. EM1 from Terraganics.com quickly improves soil structure by increasing nutrient availability and converting organic matter into soil humus. This improves seed germination and root growth, improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, nutrient value of fruits and vegetables and improves shelf life. And when rain is not in the forecast, no worries. EM1 improves moisture retention in soils, helping reduce drought stress. Just like you prepare all else, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from Terraganics.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Terraganics, life's getting better. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. With Gene and Chris on the Paracast, we're talking shop, our 2012 talk shop episode. And we started up with the issue that a lot of people ask about the number of ads on the show. As I said, there's no model for decent advertising on podcasts except for very, very few, which are basically cousins or sisters or brothers of commercial radio shows. Now, the other option is to charge for each episode. And we've seen people try that. And you can't get enough income because what you're doing here is you're turning off 99% of your audience because, to be fair, people can't afford to have to pay a dollar for this, two dollars for that, because it adds up after a while. Yeah. It's a very discretionary purchase, and I think people would rather have the commercials and not pay. Other people have asked us, well, why not have a premium version of the show without the commercials? It is offered by some shows. The GCN network won't do that. They have made the decision that when you run a podcast or archive version of the show, it will contain the same ads. In fact, they sell the ads on that basis. When they sell ads to an advertiser, they say it's going to be the live broadcast, the on-demand stream, and the podcast version. Everyone who gets to listen to that show is going to hear your ad, unless they fast forward, of course. So we can't do it. We'd like to, because we've been talking about a premium version of Paracast called Paracast Pro. But the real issue there in terms of a free version of the show is until the network changes their tune, it doesn't happen. The other possibility, though, with Paracast Pro, and let's move to that, is having not outtakes, because they really aren't outtakes. Basically, what you see is what you get, except for some very minor 
shave and haircut. Just, you know, people say, can I say that again? We let them do it. If they accidentally utter one of the seven deadly words, we will cut that out. I remember my first uh, guest appearance on the show. I started getting a little controversial, and I said, uh, well, you don't have to use that if, if you don't want to. And, and you said, oh, no, no, we're definitely going to be using that. <laughs> and so I think we almost said more of it. Keep it coming. Controversial. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> we crave that. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's what the Paracast is all about. Uh, we let our hair down. We hope to you know, inspire our guests to be as out front and on point as, as possible and tell it like it is. And that's one of the, uh, I think, one of the real, I think, real positive sort of uh, forward things about the show that you don't find in some of the other uh, of the top paranormal shows. Things tend to get a little sanitized and, and people do tiptoe around a little bit. Not here. Not here in this kitchen. Boy, sometimes that heat really gets... Uh, gets cooking in the kitchen here so that's one of the i think real positive elements about the show and and of course uh some of our guests that uh we try to get on or potential guests for that very reason don't really respond well we've had a number of invitations that have been outstanding and we've actually had people say okay i'll do it and then they get cold feet and and decide not to do it and can you spell whitley streber yes i now, can i confronted whitley streber in person at the ufo congress in Arizona, uh-huh. and I said, come on, Whitley, we're not going to shoot you. You know, we're just talking. And I reminded him that at one time I had a UFO-oriented magazine, and I exchanged ads with this communion foundation. So he had to know me. He said, I didn't remember that. Okay, well, people forget me. You know, they see me, and I just disappear into the mist. I don't know. I said, look, we will ask you reasonable, responsible questions. Well, the people in the forums hate me. I said, well, go to the forums and answer questions. What's going to happen? We're not going to bite. If a person says they think you're full of stuff, okay, fine. People are going to say that. But if you have the courage of your convictions, get out there and defend yourself, not in a friendly environment where they'll ask the questions you pose, like, for example, coast to coast, but in a place where we will ask the questions we want and we have no agenda except just bringing out the facts and the information. When a guest fails to be honest or shows their research is lacking, like they do all their research on the Internet, like a certain person who was on the show recently to push a new book, I'm going to stop them for it. And that's the other thing, too. It's like a double-edged sword. If you don't push the guest enough, they say you're being too nice. If you do push the guest and you do encourage them to be honest and forthright, if you do stop the filibuster or they're just going on and on, I say, just stop for a moment and answer the question. They say you're being rude. So you can't win. No, no, Gene, you can't. I think we do strike a good balance, though. I, 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 and I think the numbers and the, the demographics uh, do kind of bear that out. I think there's a lot of people that are very interested in our approach, the guests that we have, the subjects we cover. Every week I learn something. That's one of the, I think, one of the real positive elements about the show is we are very selective about who we get on the show. Every show, I learn something new from our guests. And we do, I think, have a, have a, a fairly even-handed approach. We're not attack dogs. We don't roll over and let our guests scratch our bellies, as some shows do. It's an educational process, I think, for our listeners. And, and I want to, in every show, I want to uh, end the show and think to myself, wow, I didn't realize that, or I didn't know that information. I, I love to learn about these subjects that we cover, and I think it's one of the real, real good aspects and points about the Paracast is the educational 
quality that we are able to bring our our audience and i think our audience is responding we're we're growing by leaps and bounds uh, the demographics are really constantly moving upwards uh, on the forums we're just constantly getting new new forum members uh, signing up i think we're we're on the right track you know it's onwards and upwards gene now it's very interesting here too that in the last month or two We've really taken off the number of downloads of our podcast version of the show. I'm not talking about ratings for the live version or the version that's available from the network GCN. I'm talking about our server. The amount of bandwidth we consume is doubled what it was two or three months ago. Wow. And that's very positive. We also have a very high proportion of our listeners in what they call the 25 to 49 demographic. And that's where the advertisers pay close attention. If you've got a lot of viewers or listeners there, they will buy advertising, and they'll pay premium prices for it. But the point is here, for us to do this kind of show, we've got to reach as big an audience as possible because we have so many shows out there where they pander to their audience. They don't care about providing factual information. They don't care about investigative journalism. They don't care about asking difficult questions. They care about getting on a bunch of crazies and letting them talk. Right. Well, people ask me to describe the Paracast who are, who are not familiar with the show. And I asked them if they're familiar with Coast to Coast. And I said, well, just imagine Coast to Coast is entertainment tonight. The Paracast is 60 Minutes. So, I mean, that's a distinction that I like to try to to draw on people's minds uh, who are interested in checking out the show. And, and I think that's pretty accurate. We do enter into each episode well-prepared. One of my goals in every episode is to ask a guest a question about their subject that they don't have the answer to, and I'm able to supply the answer. It's kind of an ego thing for me to know as much as possible about the subject that we're covering and the subject matter. And in the future uh, here, we're going to be opening up the show and covering a wider range of uh, paranormal phenomena. We've already uh, signed up some really interesting guests here for November, and uh, we're going to be getting into near-death experience, uh, that subject. We're going to be getting into haunted sites and transcommunication. We're trying to open this up because the paranormal is not just UFOs. It's not just cryptozoological mysteries. It, there's a whole wide variety of subjects that uh, we'd, we'd really like to, to cover and, and bring more of a wider range of subjects, I think, to the show, which keeps it interesting and keeps it really educational. I'll tell you what, we'll educate you more in a moment and answer your questions. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. <laughs> America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com slash radio, DreamHost.com slash radio. Magazine provides true reports of the strange and unknown. Keep up with the latest on angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, life after death, and much, much more. To receive your free issue of Fate Magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? 
Your fate awaits. That's the sound of your door being kicked in by an intruder with a single kick. That's the sound of the same door now protected by the Door Sentinel at MySafeDoor.com. Go to MySafeDoor.com right now and watch the amazing video. At MySafeDoor.com, you'll learn how to turn your home into a fortress with the Door Sentinel. 16 kicks later, and the Door Sentinel is still holding strong. MySafeDoor.com. That's MySafeDoor.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Are you storing food? Prepared families are storing food for months and years, but only have enough fuel stored for days or weeks. Stretch your fuel storage by harnessing the power of the sun with a sun oven. Food can be baked, boiled, or steamed at temperatures of 360 to 400 degrees with the power of the sun. You can use the sun for 50 to 80% of your cooking, allowing you to preserve your fuel storage for rainy days. Sun-baked foods stay moister and have less shrinkage and do not burn. Sun-baked roasts are tastier and more succulent, and sun-baked bread has unparalleled taste and texture. Water can be heated in a sun oven for purification or personal hygiene. For the past 26 years, sun ovens have been proudly made in the U.S. They're durable, have a long life, and come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Don't be fooled by cheap imitations. For a discount coupon, visit sunoven.com forward slash radio. That's sunoven.com forward slash radio. Are you or someone that you love struggling to reclaim your health? My name is Matthew David Hurtado, CEO of RNADrops.com. In 2008, I struggled with chronic fatigue syndrome, PTSD, and Lyme's. I thought that all hope was gone as I lost everything in the process. In 2009, a miracle happened. I discovered ION and RNA Drops. Two months after taking RNA Drops, the chronic fatigue and the PTSD had vanished into thin air. I'd like to invite you to discover RNA Drops by visiting www.rnafreemini.com today. That's rnafreemini.com today. Listen to hours of testimonials and get a free trial bottle. Pay only shipping and handling by visiting www.rnafreemini.com. Or give us a call at 1-888-550-8231. That's 888-550-8231. Hurry, supplies are limited. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? Talk Shop 2012, where we talk about the show, our goals, our intent. And again, as I said, we're not here to provide a crass commercial environment, because I think if we pandered to our audience, we'd make a lot of money. Instead, we're just getting by or less than getting by because maybe there's not a lot of money to be made in the UFO field or paranormal field. I mean, some people think you write a UFO book, and Chris knows this. He's written several books about the paranormal. You write one of these books, and some people think, well, it's going to be on the New York Times bestseller list. It's going to be like Leslie Kane's book or some of the early titles from Whitley Strieber. 
And 99.9% of all UFO books never earn out. Earn out means no. they earn more money than the meager or pittance of a advance that your publisher pays you. So we're talking about a few thousand dollars. Like, for example, one of the best books about UFOs and the culture of UFOs is Shockingly Close to the Truth by the late Carl Flock and, of course, my old friend Jim Mosley. Now, that book, I think they printed like 4,000 copies and maybe they sold half of them. Yeah, and they earned, sad. and I'll tell you, because Jim has admitted this, they got to share a total of $4,000 for all that work. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's sad, especially in this day and age when... More and more people get their information from the Internet, from the television, uh, from radio. They don't read like they used to. I am a voracious reader. I, I've got four or five books going at any one given time. And, and I think it's really important that, that people continue to read, that they continue to expand their, their awareness and, and educate, uh, become educated about these subjects. You can't trust the media to give you the unvarnished truth about things. It's only when you, you know, read a book by somebody that spent months or years researching and, and, and combing the archives for information or going out in the field and, and putting some boots on the ground. It's, it's that type of, of source material. I think that's, that's most educational. And one of the things that, that we find is, is that a lot of the shows out there really are going for the entertainment, uh, aspect of this and 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 the educational thing is almost secondary and and that's not what the paracast is about we're we try to be entertaining we we try to bring good guests on but but our function here is to educate people and to give them places to go to further their own research and do their own work if they want to know more it's a starting point and we try to make it more educational we try to have fun with our guests but we try to inform a little bit now, before we plan to do this Talking Shop episode, we asked our listeners to pose their questions at forum.theparacast.com, and there are huge numbers of questions in there. You know, people will come in there, and they don't just ask one question, they ask nine. Well, speaking of, of questions, um, I've got a good one here from Exodoc, which uh, <laughs> he, he wants to know a little bit more about the actual uh, production of the show, and he... He says, how does the behind-the-scenes me mechanics of, of the show work? I mean, when you have a guest, do you guys sit around in a living room with a computer and a drink in hand having a conference call, or do you have a studio? And uh, That sounds and like fun, especially with a drink in your hand and sitting on a couch and maybe have lavalier mics, you know, the ones that you have kind of a cord that wraps around your neck. Right. That would be perfect. That would be ideal. Oh, that would be so much fun. Unfortunately, uh, ExoDoc, no, we don't. Um, I'm sitting at my desk in uh, Camp Verde, Arizona. Uh, I've I've got my uh, my fuzzy slippers on. Uh, I haven't combed my hair. <laughs> I have a cup of coffee here. Uh, that's usually we do the show in the morning, uh, so we're nice and frosty. So uh, drink in hand usually is coffee uh, to keep the energy level up. But uh, just so Actually, you know, I don't uh, drink at all. I'm kind of boring that way. I don't well, we do this. All. We do this show remotely. Uh, Gene and I have only actually been in the same room and done, I think, four or five shows total out of all the 150 or so shows that we've done together. Maybe four or five of them we've actually been in the same room, and and that's always fun for us. But in this particular occasion, I am seated at a computer desk that's 20 years old. Okay, 
and I have a mini recording studio with a mixer and a studio mic. I have a 27-inch iMac as a computer with software that is stripping the sound and the audio off Skype and mixing it with the sound off my microphone. Now, we can tell you the brand name of the equipment. It doesn't matter. The point is here is I don't see Chris except his picture in the Skype window. I don't include a picture most of the time because I don't want to frighten my listeners to death or my guests. Hey, I, I've done a few shows uh, when it was really hot in my underwear. Oh. <laughs> I really don't want to imagine Too that. much information, right? <laughs> okay, too much. I very rarely do anything in my underwear except sleep. <laughs> but, no, I have sometimes, like in the evening, if you do a show, I'll be ready to go to bed right after the show. So then I'll be sitting here in my underwear. But don't imagine that because I turn the webcam off so nobody <laughs> sees what I really look like. Okay. I have another question from ExoDaco while we're on this subject. And this is interesting. I like this. I don't know if this idea has been brought up before on the Paracast, but I would like to try an experiment involving asking aliens slash ultraterrestrials slash interdimensionals that may be monitoring the Internet to contact us here on the website where I'd be willing to act as a sacrificial goat and contact me or any of the other volunteers here directly. What do you think? Two tinfoil hatted? Not the Paracast style? And then he goes on to uh, say something about uh, Stephen Greer is doing something like that. But uh, I don't, I'm not sure about that. So what do you think, Gene? Uh, should we put out a, uh, an invitation to any of our uh, paranormal uh, friends out there who might be monitoring uh, our show to let their presence be known? And, uh, you know, I mean, Coast to Coast has their time traveler uh, line and <laughs> – <laughs> and they're, uh, they have some other crazy uh, phone lines that they uh, tout from time to time. Let's, uh, let's put the, the request out there. Come on. Come on, all you ETs, uh, MTs, UTs. NSAs. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's <laughs> have government disinformation agents. And by Sign the way, the before you come and, anywhere. And let your presence you be known. Let your presence be known, but I have to give you Chris's address. <laughs> not my address. I live in a top-secret location near Phoenix, Arizona. I don't want anyone coming here. But Chris, being the trickster, he can handle it. You volunteer, uh, uh, right? Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know about that. I'd, I'd rather uh, have somebody uh, come on the on the forums and uh, or something come on the forums. But you're going to have to prove your bona fides in order for us to take you seriously. So. So let that be a warning to any potential tricksters and hoaxsters out there that want to pretend like they're a time-traveling uh, John Titers or some of these crazy people that you hear on some of these shows. Um, there was a guy who called up on Coast to Coast saying that he was Jim Morrison, that at the age of 27, Jim Morrison did not die in a bathtub. He just left the scene, and he's still there. Yeah, he's a horse rancher in Oregon, if I remember correctly. Is that it? Yeah. Not a bus driver in Brooklyn. Well, there was rumors going around that uh, Oliver Stone's movie, The Doors, actually when they had the scenes of Morrison uh, from the shoulders down reading poetry, drinking a bottle of Bushmills, there was rumors that that was actually the real Jim Morrison. And if you look carefully in, that, uh, in those scenes, the engineer behind the glass is, is, I think, Robbie Krieger or John Densmore. Uh, the, either the drummer or the guitar player actually plays the engineer in those scenes. So 
little bit of uh, cinema trivia there for you, uh, for you Doors and uh, Oliver Stone fans. Right. Of course, we can't believe any of that. But if Jim Morrison wants to call, he can call us on Skype. I'll happily talk with him. But you have to take a DNA test. No, we don't have DNA tests for the original. Or when the original I was Morrison. on the Paracast. Please. <laughs> okay, so people now are going to write their reviews for iTunes and say, well, the Paracast has jumped the shark. They are now asking Jim Morrison, if he's still alive, to call in on the show and have a conversation about good old-fashioned rock and roll. Rock and roller Chris O'Brien and Gene Steinberg talking shop. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? More important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. What do you do when your propane runs out and you don't have a large amount of wood for cooking? That's when you need a Grover Rocket Stove from StockStorage.com. The Grover Rocket Stove starts easily with any combustible material, like junk mail, small twigs, leaves, weeds, or dry sagebrush. Then just add a small amount of kindling wood, and you'll be cooking entire meals in minutes. Grover Rocket Stoves are made right here in the USA and are built to last a lifetime using heavy-duty thick-gauge steel and are painted with high-temp paint to withstand heat. Go to StockStorage.com and see three great Grover Rocket Stoves, stainless steel, heavy-duty, or our original Grover Rocket Stove for only $135 and get free shipping to the lower 48. For phone orders, call 801-361-6984 or go to StockStorage.com. That's 801-361-6984 or StockStorage.com. The original Grover Rocket Stove Minimal Wood Use Cooking Stoves, available exclusively from StockStorage.com. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock, save you money, and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. 
HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. Alex Jones here with a message that could revolutionize health in this country. Going back about a year and a half ago, I began to learn about the incredible health effects of Longevity products. Aaron Dykes lost 92 pounds. We're going to show you some before and afters. Aaron Break down what happened, your story. I've worked really hard with diet and exercise to try to lose weight, but I just didn't get the results. It just didn't happen. Then I saw what you were doing with InfoWarsTeam.com. I wasn't even trying to lose weight, but I got it because I wanted to feel better energy. I wanted that nutrition. Didn't even understand how that could kickstart my own weight loss goals, but the products did that for me. I found myself suddenly losing weight, more energetic, wanting to exercise, wanting to eat the right foods. And they don't even advertise it as weight loss. I want to challenge our radio listeners to go to InfoWarsTeam.com, sign up as a distributor, and get wholesale pricing discounts at InfoWarsTeam.com. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Good old time rock and roll. You played good old time rock and roll, didn't you, Chris O'Brien? For many years, I was a gigging keyboard player, had one of the top pop uh, metal bands in, in the Rocky Mountain States. We played over 300 covers. We did hard songs, Zappa, Kansas, Yes, Steely Dan. We didn't do the easy sort of, you know, only ZZ Top and BTO and that sort of thing, Rolling Stones. We actually bit off some very difficult uh, songs, which we actually became uh, notorious uh, for being able to pull some of those those more difficult tunes out. And uh, we cut an, an album, fell into a bad management deal. The, the band broke up, but... Uh, yeah, I was out there uh, as a beer pusher, you know, playing from Casper, Wyoming to Albuquerque. And, and uh, you know, I put 300,000 miles on my truck in six years uh, gigging and, and investigating. So, yeah, I was all over the map there. And it's unfortunate about the management. That's something that always causes a problem. Or it is, for example, in that movie, The Thing You Do, the Tom Hanks movie where they – talk about this band that has this one hit and they can never make the second hit the one hit wonders they call them the wonders and the key there was that they broke up because of egos the clash of egos after the first hit record the clash of egos does them in that's how you go another question please okay um since we're uh on exodocs uh you know thread here um or his uh list of questions we'll we'll continue if you had to pick one specific paranormal event, Gene, and I'll answer this after you're done, or barring one that uh, pick one specific area of the paranormal, what really intrigues you or you find endlessly fascinating, and what would that be and why? Before we ask that question, we talked about Tom Hanks before. His yep. father 
was the lead singer of a group in the 1950s called the Diamonds with a super hit called Little Darlin', kind of a one-hit wonder kind of group band. And that wow. was Tom Hanks' dad. Wow. And Look. that's why I guess that influenced him to make this, this movie the thing that you do. I've never seen that. Now i got to go uh, Netflix it. I just looked it up here. It says, if you were alive in 1957 and old enough to enjoy rock and roll, you'll probably remember the group The Diamonds, who had just launched their super hit Little Darlin'. Okay. Hmm. And that's it. Well, I told you I learned something every show. Right. His father was Amos Mefford Hanks. Amos Hanks, huh? Yeah. That's a rock and roll name if I ever heard right, one. Right, yeah. Sounds like an old blues guy from Mississippi. Well, that uh, was kind of like a straight-ahead rock and roll song. Let's go back to the question again. <laughs> yeah, so if you had to pick one specific paranormal event or an area of the paranormal that really intrigues you, Gene, or you find endlessly fascinating, what would it be and why? Well, it comes out to be maybe window areas. Okay, the reason the window areas is maybe because I have written science fiction and I like science fiction and the concept of alternate realities intrigues me. The ability to just go from one place to another in the wink of an eye. Because I think, you know, the job of getting to another star system, unless we have warp drive, is going to be difficult. It's not going to happen in my lifetime. I accept that, unless I live to, you know, like 125 years or something. But with the ability to just wink in and wink out of another reality, a parallel place, or use the Stargate. I love the Stargate SG-1 TV shows and some of the spin-off shows because of the concept where you have this one place where you walk into this liquidy place and suddenly you're in another star system, you know, a hundred light years away. That intrigues me, especially if there is a reality to it. If we are seeing creatures coming from another reality, if we're seeing UFOs and other stuff coming from another reality, and what about ghosts? Are ghosts really the spirits of dead people, or are we seeing after images of your counterpart in that other reality, or your grandfather's counterpart, or somebody who lived a thousand years ago? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I would agree. Uh, that is definitely up high up on my list. I've I've actually become very intrigued over the years in uh, attempting to identify exact locations where a lot of this bewildering uh, variety of, of paranormal uh, reports uh, tend to be centered and 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 that is been that has been on on the top of my list uh, as an investigator but the one thing that really intrigues me is the the un, unexplained livestock death phenomenon i i must say that that this is uh this is something that is uh, endlessly um horrific uh in in one sense but but fascinating because we have thousands of pounds of physical evidence, and that is very rare in the paranormal to have physical evidence uh, as routinely as you find in the uh, livestock death phenomenon. So I, I think those two would probably be my um, most fascinating uh, subjects or elements uh, in the paranormal. Of course, my own experience uh, as a younger, uh, a very young child at seven which uh, there's a question I think that uh, asked me about that uh, that we'll, we'll maybe go into later. But other than my own personal experience as a child, those other two areas, the window portal areas, uh, gateway, 
and the uh, bewildering uh, livestock deaths. Uh, those are the two areas that intrigue me the most. If I had to pick my favorite case, uh, it would probably be the Skinwalker Ranch or Sherman Ranch case that, uh, that of course, we've, we've discussed uh, many times. In fact, uh, a number of episodes ago, we had a whole roundtable that covered that. And that is a very, very intriguing case. And, and that would have to be up there on my on the top of my all-time favorite uh, or most perplexing case. But uh, that's my answer, and I'm sticking to it, Gene. Okay. I might change my answer next week if you ask me again. But seriously speaking, we do our research in the PowerCast. As Chris was talking about, I did some more research on Tom Hanks' dad, Daddy Amos. And it looks now that there is a denial that his dad was the lead singer of the Diamonds. His dad was an itinerant cook. Who spent his entire life in the restaurant business? That's the internet for you. That's it. So there oh you go. Now you know the rest of the story, or maybe not. Let's hear another question. Well, this is uh, Exodoc's last question here. I'm reading them out of order, but um, I know Chris attends so called UFO cons, Snicker. But how often do you guys attend events like that, UFO conferences, paranormal conferences, uh, etc.? And are there any that you might recommend, Gene? Well, you know what? The UFO Congress is the only one I've attended recently, and I thought it was okay. I think the problem there is sometimes they get guests or guest speakers who are not properly vetted. And maybe it's because you want a variety of guests to bring in the crowd. I mean, it costs a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of energy to sponsor a UFO event, and maybe you're a bit more liberal about the kind of guests you accept because you want to bring in the crowds. Even MUFON is doing that. Now, I have to tell you this. In the early days, I attended every UFO convention I could get to. I helped Jim Mosley run some UFO-related events. I ran a UFO convention back in 1975, I believe, in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. And what I remember is we had some really good guests. We had a lot of fun and we lost about $105. So there was no way to really bring in the kind of crowds we wanted, and that was the time we were starting a new business, my business partner and I, and we had hoped for every single dime to keep us going. So in 1975, 100 bucks was what, like $500 today? It wasn't a small figure. I hate to relate this to money, but the problem is here, unless you're independently wealthy, as Jim Mosley once was, he doesn't have the amount of money now that he did then. You can't afford to run these things unless you at least cover your expenses. No. Otherwise, it's not worth it. Otherwise, it's just a hobby. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I, I was impressed, I, I must say, with the uh, first UFO Congress back two years ago when it, when it moved to, uh, to Scottsdale. I thought they had a, a fantastic lineup. They did a great job selecting uh, the speakers and putting on the event. And uh, I got into a bit of trouble with my uh, editorializing last year or or this last conference at the UFO Congress because I I felt that the quality of the speakers went way downhill. I did get quite a bit of flack from the organizers about that, and uh, I will probably never be invited to speak there um, as a result, which to me is ridiculous because privately – Several principals there at, at Open Minds did agree with me in, in, my, in my observations. They just said that it was not politically correct for me to, to say that. And uh, so unfortunately, we have now politically 
incorrect. Chris <laughs> O'Brien, politically incorrect. Gene Steinberg, you're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Do you think your home is toxic? According to the Consumer Protection Agency, over 150 chemicals found in the average home are connected to allergies, birth defects, cancer, and psychological disorders. The proven fact is, we live in the most toxic environment in history. Yes, toxins can be killers, but there is something you can do. Detoxify your body with the Ion Cleanse detoxification system from A Major Difference. The Ion Cleanse is made in the USA, carries the best warranty in the industry, and comes with a no-risk, money-back guarantee. We have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and are trusted by thousands of doctors worldwide. Visit IonCleanse.com. That's I-O-N-Cleanse.com. Or call 877-315-8638. That's 877-315-8638. Invest in your health with the Ion Cleanse from A Major Difference. IonCleanse.com. One of the most important decisions you will ever make. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Part two of three parts of Shop Talk 2012 with Gene and Chris. Chris is telling you about having a run-in with the people who run Open Minds and the UFO Congress. I had a bit of a run-in, too, there. Because I expected my press credentials. And they said, well, you're supposed to have gone on this website and done this a week ago. And I said, how do I know that? How am I supposed to know that? You have my email address. I didn't hear that. And they reluctantly agreed to grant me press pass. But that was really screwy. Yeah. I thought, you know, they were being a little bit obnoxious in answering me that way instead of saying, well, we understand that you don't know by mental telepathy to go on the site find the proper drop-down menu, and ask for your press credentials. Yeah. I, I, I don't even think they'll, they'll be giving me that this year. <laughs> I have a feeling they'll be sending us a bill or charging us double. Yeah, exactly. And now that we've mentioned it on the show, it'll be triple. Yeah. Well, I, I, again, I, I really think that uh, they are doing a good job there. I, I, I think they've, they've made some changes there, which I hope will, will be reflected in a positive way with uh, their speaker selection. 
uh, at upcoming uh, congresses. And and I, I really do appreciate the job they're doing there. And I do recommend that particular conference. Uh, MUFON has gone way downhill over the past number of years. Back in the 90s, I, I think it was a very, very good con- uh, conference to go to. Um, I went to the one last uh, summer, uh, well, the summer before last, actually, and uh, and it was okay. But there, there were still, you know, some real questionable uh, presenters in, in my mind. Of course, I am a little, a little hypercritical uh, at times, but you know, that's that's just uh, the me. I'm, you know, I'm just that way. Moving along here, uh, Gene. This comes from Blowfish, of course, who's one of our longest uh, posters. Uh, he wants to know what kind of music that we both listen to. What What do you listen to? You, you mostly listen to talk radio. I don't. I don't think well, I've ever I even heard music, music in your house. Sure, you know I have the Beatles. I still listen to after all these years, because I remember working in commercial radio back in the '60s and around 1970. I guess when the Beatles announced their breakup. I remember when the White Album came out. I was working on a small radio station. Real young guy. I'm not that old in Vermont. And the program director in the next room, the production room, was auditioning the White Album. So he played it and I listened through the intercom. So as I was spinning records on a Saturday morning, I wasn't listening to the records except to monitor the beginning and end and to run a commercial or make a quick announcement. I was listening to the White Album. And he'd mark on the physical LP what we could play what we couldn't based on the content or something like that. Like happiness is a warm gun he wouldn't let us do. Okay, I like Pink Floyd. My son, who is now 26 years of age, he loves the old-time rock and roll or the 60s, 70s classic rock and roll. I think music today is too corporate. As a result, I don't like it near as much because everything sounds the same. The same level of overproduction, everything sounds the same, on the other hand, to show you I'm not consistent in my musical tastes, Adele, Grammy Award-winning young artist from Great Britain, she sings the theme song of the new James Bond movie, Skyfall. And that is probably one of the best James Bond themes ever, even compared to the ones originally by Shirley Bassey and Carly Simon. So there you go. Eclectic tastes. My wife sings country rock. Well, right now in my uh, CD player, I have the new Joe Walsh album, which I highly recommend, called Analog Man. Probably one of the best albums I think he's ever done as a solo artist. I have Bonnie Raitt, Turn of the Cards. I have the Peter Gabriel album uh, that he's done recently with uh, No Guitars, No Drums. It's a, a full orchestra. Um, I've always been a progressive English art rock fan. Genesis, Pink Floyd, Yes, Jethro Tull, Henry Cow. I could uh, rattle off a list of, of obscure progressive rock bands from the 70s. I've always been a big Peter Gabriel fan. I, I listen to all kinds of music. Uh, I listen to jazz, classical. I, of course, I record my own music. So uh, at times I, I'm forced to listen to my own stuff when I'm, when I'm recording. Uh, so good question though. I, you know, I, I appreciate all music except overly whiny traditional country and bad Italian opera. Pretty much everything else, uh, I enjoy. How about your favorite sci-fi book and your worst UFO book? Okay. Favorite sci-fi book? Correct. Okay. Well, you see, I'm kind of prejudiced here. My son and I have written three science fiction novels of which the second is going into print in the next week. 
Right. Mike, congratulations. It's Attack of the Rockoids, Rockoids 2, The Coming of the Protectors is a third volume that's still under production. In terms of regular science fiction, I grew up reading Edgar Rice Burroughs. And you don't think of Edgar Rice Burroughs as a science fiction writer because of Tarzan. Although Tarzan had fantasy and science fiction elements, you think of John Carter. And I mentioned John Carter is because I read all of the John Carter of Mars books and then saw the movie make, remake of the story, the first time they tried to do this in a movie. And Disney had this high-budget movie, really well done, not a bad movie, but the marketing sucked. Because you have to look at John Carter as a character and the kind of adventure involved. John Carter predates Avatar. You know, it's, the, it's like the Pocahontas story, you know. John Carter predates Avatar. I, I think it was really badly cast myself. I, you think I saw that was it. it? I think yeah. the one who played Deja Thoris, who is the Martian princess, was not a great actress. John Carter was okay. I yeah, thought I, that. I, I think it was miscast myself. Uh huh. Okay. I mean, Part- I liked the special effects, and, 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 and they did a good job compressing uh, several books into one movie, but they did leave a lot of, uh, I think, crucial elements out. But the casting, I thought, was, was, uh, was not well done. That's my opinion. Well, how about worst UFO book? Worst That's a UFO tough one. There's so book. many. <laughs> okay. There was a book once that came out called Behold the Venus Garuda. I don't remember who wrote it. That sounds rather obscene, actually. That was as bad a book as I can imagine. I think part of it is also, and I've seen some current books that I thought weren't as good as they could have been, is that nowadays anybody can publish a book free of charge or almost free of charge. You go to a place like Create Space, which is run by Amazon. You upload your content. You upload your cover. You publish it free of charge. You have another site called The Book Patch. And I mentioned The Book Patch because it's run by a guy who's an artist now who used to be a Mossad agent in Israel. (laughs) I'm serious. Wow. And Victor Ostrovsky, his name is. And with that organization too, Book Patch, you could... Prepare a book free of charge. In the old days, people had their mimeograph machines or their cheap offset machines or their copying machines, and they publish books. It's very easy. The price of admission is very easy. But just because you can get a book out there real easily, just like you can make a radio show, you become a radio broadcaster with a $50 mic and a personal computer or even probably an iPad. The fact that the price of admission is cheap doesn't mean you have to skimp on quality. You still have to have the books properly and efficiently edited. And that's a big problem. So part of the problem here that has to be resolved is that people have to realize that, yes, it's great to be able to publish a book cheaply, but you need to realize what you can't do. And the first thing you can't do is probably edit your own content. So even if you publish your own book, You should seek outside editing. If you can afford to spend the time to write that book and you think it has merit and you don't want to go through the traditional publishing system, or maybe you don't think they care about it, I don't know, go hire an editor, some independent party, spend a little bit of money, have them review your manuscript and tell you what's wrong with it, tell you how to fix it. It's worth the expense because if you want to sell a book, or at least get your message across to the widest number of people, it has to be readable. And I'll give you an example of a book that really needed editing, and that is the one by Scott and Suzanne Ramsey on the Aztec crash. Right. Okay. That book 
had a lot of information I thought that was useful, although I don't think they made their case, but it was useful information. But it had a problem, and I'll tell you what that problem is. When we tell you that, you're listening to Gene and Chris with Shop Talk. You're in the Paracast. Hey, neighbors, you've seen all those crazy, wacky products on TV. The perfect tortilla, easy covers, hot booties, furniture fix, petty spin, and more. Where do you find all that stuff? You go to asseenontv.com because this is the one-stop source for all of these TV goods advertised. Find all your favorites as seen on TV. Check them out asseenontv.com. And by the way, save 10%. Here's what you do. Use the code SEEN1, S-E-E-N number one, SEEN1. Go to asseenontv.com to order. Save 10%. Purchase this summer's hottest As Seen on TV items. Save 10%. Or call 1-866-277-3366. 1-866-277-3366. The code SCENE1 to save 10%. Good day. Peter Cratchnumble from Midas Resources. Today is October 26, 2012. Gold opened this morning at 1704. A one-ounce gold coin can be purchased for 1746.24, 873.12 for a half ounce, and 436.56 for a quarter ounce. 1746.24, 873.12, and 436.56. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? Wait a sec. Gold and silver is going up while Congress is trying to settle on the next debt increase. And there's no end to this madness. That old 401k and IRA can be converted into physical gold without tax consequences. I explain this in my book, 10 Reasons to Buy Gold. Don't let time slip away. Call for your free copy today, 800-686-2237. Get away from that Washington spin and get honest answers about gold. 800-686-2237. The book is free, 800-686-2237. You store guns, ammo, and food and water. But do you store peace of mind when it comes to your firearms? Now you can with Duracoat. The last thing anyone needs is a firearm that won't work when you need it most. Improve the factory finish and Duracoat your firearms once for a lifetime of protection against rust and corrosion. And Duracoat also protects against water, salt water, mud, grime, or whatever nature throws at you. The Duracoat Shake and Spray Finishing Kit has everything you need to finish a complete firearm for just $34.95. No need for an airbrush or other spray equipment. Just degrease, then spray on Duracoat and let dry for a lifetime of protection. Duracoat is the simplest and most user-friendly firearm finish you can buy. Use Duracoat on knives, camping equipment, or anything metal, plastic, or wood you want to protect from the elements. Call 800-830-6677 or visit Duracoat.net. Spelled D-U-R-A-C-O-A-T dot net. Duracoat, the finest firearm finish on the planet. What's better than Mountain House freeze-dried food? Buckets of Mountain House freeze-dried food. Now the freeze-dry guy introduces convenient, easy-to-store Mountain House survival buckets filled with our top-selling items. Each item is sealed in a Mylar-type pouch, and each pouch is neatly packed in clear buckets so you can easily see the contents inside. These Mountain House survival buckets come with well over a 25-year shelf life and are perfect for emergency preparedness, camping, backpacking, or at-home use. Go to freezedryguy.com, click on freeze-dried foods, and choose our 12-month, 6-month, 3-month, 1-month, 
or seven-day Mountain House Survival Bucket with 32 generous servings starting at just $69.95. And all orders to the lower 48 ship free. Call 866-404-3663 or go to freezedryguy.com. That's 866-404-3663 or go to freezedryguy.com. 100% veteran-owned. The Freeze Dry Guy. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We have shop talk with Gene and Chris in the Paracast. And I was talking about in the topic of worst UFO books, and I don't say this is the worst UFO book, okay? It wasn't. But the one problem with it, the book that the Ramses did, is that the book was badly edited, not well organized. They basically did their own editing, I guess, and had their friends look at it. If they hired a professional editor, an objective person, and they put a half million dollars, supposedly, into investigating Aztec, the Ramses, if they can afford spending a half million dollars to investigate something, why not spend fifteen hundred, twenty-five hundred dollars to get a skilled editor to say, here's what's wrong with the book. Let me help you fix it. Let me tell you what you need to do to present your evidence in a better form. Get an independent look at what you had. And that's what went wrong with that book. And that is what's wrong with a lot of self-published books. It's not that somebody doesn't have a good idea. It's not that, that they aren't good writers. Some people are very good writers. But even the best-selling authors out there, the ones who are selling millions of books, they have not just one editor but several. Yeah, very good point. I, I should follow that advice. <laughs> well, if you and I ever write a book together, I assure you, however we do it, we will make sure that book is edited. When my son and I wrote the science fiction books, the first thing we did when we decided to have my agent publish it for us, at least the first book was published by my agent with her publishing company, the first thing she said is, get yourself an editor, and I did. And I paid for it out of my own pocket. On the second book, because it was so much bigger, we had two editors working on it. We didn't take a chance. As I said, we're not claiming to be the greatest writers in the world, although I think we write well enough to be commercial. The point is, you've got to have that third party come in there and make sure it's right. Yeah. Well, my answer to those questions is kind of difficult. I, I have so many uh, sci-fi books that, that I've enjoyed over the years. The, the Frank Herbert Dune series uh, is way up there at the top of my list. Childhoods and Arthur C. Clarke um, is, is way up there as well. It would be very difficult for me to pick out a single book that would be my favorite. But in the worst UFO book category, that's also difficult because I don't generally allow myself to read bad UFO books. I, 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 don't, even, I don't even go there. The Pamela Stonebrook uh, book would have to be in the running. That was uh, pretty bizarre. Um, and there are others. But, but again, I do try to accentuate the positive. And, you know, I'm a real fan of, of good UFO books. So um, that's, that's rather tough for me to answer. Well, Gene, what is your most compelling UFO case from the modern era of UFOs? Uh, that's uh, Blowfish's last question. Uh, I've already wow. answered mine. I think, I think the, the Skinwalker Ranch case, the Snippy the Horse case uh, from 1967 in the San Luis Valley, 
I think is very important. The, the Washington flyovers, uh, I think, uh, in July 1950, or is it 51? Yeah, 52. Uh, those, that, that was a very important case. But uh, how about you, Gene? Well, okay. There are a lot of unusual things there that are probably not UFO-related, so I'll set them aside for a moment. Washington, July 1952. Simultaneous radar visual sightings. The very clumsy effort by the government to explain them away as temperature inversions. Really bad. Although I've thought of the possibility of government disinformation, I think the Barney and Betty Hill case, very encouraging in terms of something that seems solid, a genuine experience with something unknown. I'll go with that. I think that something really strange happened there. I think the case of the Silver Bridge, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and Mothman, very strange. UFOs, cryptozoological, I don't know. Really unusual things happen there, and I consider that compelling. The Michigan UFO cases from the 1960s, the one that <laughs> Dr. Swamp J. Gas. Allen Hynek called Swamp Gas, the ones that encouraged then-Congressman Gerald Ford to ask for hearings that brought about the Condon Report and the Condon Commission. I thought that was very compelling. I thought during those years we had so many UFO cases, it was amazing. Obviously, modern UFO encounters such as O'Hare Airport in Chicago, Stephenville, Texas, they show that kind of traditional case of something that is really compelling, really unexplainable. Sicaro, New Mexico. Is another yeah, example. Yeah, Sucaro is a very important case. Very important. And when you look at all these cases, if you had no other UFO encounters, whatever, if there were no other UFO cases, it would be evidence that something was going on. You only need one case. I do not include in this list things like, of course, Roswell. I think Roswell has a legendary status. I think there are... Other possibilities for Roswell, it doesn't necessarily have to be E.T., but it keeps the UFO legend alive, so I guess we keep talking about it. Boy, ain't that the truth. Well, here's, here's one from a, a new sign-up uh, here at forum.theparacast.com. He calls himself The Cake is a Lie, and I'm not <laughs> sure. The what? The Cake is a Lie. The Cake is a Lie. That name takes the cake. Exactly. Um, He just signed up a couple of weeks ago, and he wants to know from you, Gene, having been an observer of or part of the ufological world for as long as you have, what are some of your thoughts on how the public today looks at ufology now compared to in the past, and how do you think it might change in the future, both near and distant? That's a tough one. Well, I think the percentage of people who believe in UFOs has gone down. From the 1990s, it was about 50%. Now it's about a third. I think people are so inundated with the problems of eking out a living in this society in the 21st century, they don't pay as much attention to UFOs. Or they look at UFOs as a source of entertainment. So we have chasing UFOs in these reality shows. So it's fun and games to them. I don't think you see as much interest as you used to. And that's disappointing because the mystery is no less compelling. And I think that gets into... How do we attract young people to be in the field? And that's something possibly that we'll get into later in more detail. Well, um, the question that question was um, was for you. Uh, he has a part two that's for me. 
And it says, Chris, even as someone who seems to have had an interest in the paranormal long before becoming a paranormal investigator, how has your view on the world around you changed since you started investigating cases? Hmm, that's an interesting question. Uh, I don't think my view of the world really has changed. I think my own personal uh, level and state of confusion has changed. It seems as the years go by, I, I, I make three steps forward and two steps back. I, I think I, I at times become more confused than I was before I really got into this uh, as deeply as I have. And uh, it's almost like the more you know, the more you realize you don't know that old uh, cliche. And, and I think that does hold true for me and, and I think a lot of uh, investigators out there. We are slowly making progress. I think one thing that has changed is I really have taken a huge step back from the extraterrestrial hypothesis. That's a big I, thing we should talk about more. But we have to spend a few moments with our benefactors, with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com 25 years is reason to celebrate. Cash in on October deals during the 25th anniversary of Emergency Essentials. Going on now, save 26% off clarified butter, 24% off honey oat granola, and save 50% off a kitchen fire extinguisher. A must for any kitchen emergency. Stock your car with a RoadWise Emergency 72-hour kit, only $34.99 at BePrepared.com. New this month, two varieties of Mountain House just-in-case buckets. Your favorite Mountain House pouches packed in a convenient bucket. Find a super deal this month only for the Gold Zero Lighthouse LED Lantern and Nomad 7 Solar Panel. ISAT Potassium Iodide Tablets are on sale. And as always, check out the Emergency Essentials Group Specials now through October 31st. Call 800-999-1863 for exceptional customer service and Emergency Essentials low price guarantee. That's 800-999-1863. The choice is clear. The unprepared or be prepared.com. The worst drought in 50 years continues, and the first six months of 2012 marks the hottest half year on records. 
78% of the Midwest Corn Belt is in drought conditions. Not only corn, but soy, alfalfa, fruits, vegetables, and wheat are all impacted, raising prices. The cost to feed livestock is forcing farmers and ranchers out of business, blowing up your food prices. The only strategy to counter this is to freeze your food cost at today's prices by getting your own supply of foods from eFoods Direct now. As the price of raw ingredients increases, eFoods will have to raise prices too. Now is the time to get your supply. I recently increased my supply from eFoods Direct because we have all known this was coming. You know about their delicious long-term storable foods. The fact is you can eat at any time to save money today. And because it stores for 25 years, you're locking in today's prices and avoiding the rising food cost. Don't wait. Call 800-409-5633 or go to eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex. Call 800-409-5633 or eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex. You can bet your life on eFoods Direct. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. We talk shop for 2012, Gene and Chris in the Paracast, answering your questions. And as Chris said there at the end of the previous segment, over the years he's taken a step back from ETH or extraterrestrial. Tell our listeners why. Well, it it had to do with uh, the first case I actually investigated back in 1993, uh, towards the end, and I think the second week of January, actually, when I had the uh, the family tell me about a, a bull that was mutilated 13 years before, and uh, observing a yellow antique helicopter fly right over their house, and come to find their bull had been mutilated, and they of course equated the two events, and. Thirteen years later, I was interviewing them, went home the following morning. As I'm typing up my notes from the interview, uh, an antique yellow helicopter flew right over my house. And, and at that instant, I realized that this was infinitely more complex and that the extraterrestrial hypothesis was woefully inadequate to explain something like that unless I, you know, I, there were five other witnesses to the helicopter. So it, that was a real nuts and bolts machine that flew over the house. But but. I mean, what, what are the odds? Uh, I tried every which way to find out where that thing came from and was laughed at by anybody that uh, knew anything about aviation. Uh, they said these things are in museums. Uh, they, they just are not being operated anymore. So from that point on, I, I really had a, a, a wake-up call. Um, prior to that, of course, like most people, I assumed that you know aliens were here interacting with us. Uh, observing us, uh, maybe tweaking our genetic code at some point in the distant past, uh, you know, and all the popular uh, knee-jerk sort of uh, things that people tend to buy into, I think, uh, in the modern age. And 
And I, and I instantly went the other way. I started devouring, uh, rereading all my, my Jacques Vallée books, my John Keel books, uh, uh, Charles Fort, and uh, getting into uh, more cutting-edge, uh, out-of-the-box thinkers. And so if anything has changed, it, it's been that. Now, having said that, um, and as most listeners on the show know, this is this is not news to you. Um, I've been very vocal about my views in this regard. But meeting and interacting with uh, Ray Stanford, who gets my vote as as the top a- analyst in in the UFO realm uh, today, uh, he's been in this uh, at this game for over fifty years. Uh, his observational and visual acuity is is off the charts. Nobody can touch him. I don't care. I will I will prove that <laughs> every which way but loose. But but Ray is very convinced that we are dealing with off planet intelligences coming here in large uh, carrier vehicles, discharging uh, medium sized ships that discharge smaller ships. And he has brought me back towards uh, the center a little bit. But I'm still convinced that we're dealing with closed system phenomena, and and that is the the major thing that has changed since. I became a full-time or, you know, as full-time as possible investigator. Now, when you say closed system, explain to our listeners what you mean. Well, in other words, I, I have a, a real strong uh, suspicion that uh, somehow this, this blue ball spinning in space is generating these phenomenal events that I'm not factoring out the possibility that ETs are coming here. Obviously, there are billions of, of, of civilizations out there in the universe. I just find it difficult to believe that we're important enough for anything out there to come here. I, I haven't seen one shred of you know, unassailable, unequivocal evidence to, to prove that we are being visited by ETs. I don't care who you are. Uh, I have not seen this, not one shred of evidence. So I think we should exhaust all possibilities that we are somehow uh, seeing manifestations of events that are being generated by some force or mechanism from this planet. And the further I go in this uh, and, and the more research I do about the potential for a breakaway civilization and a secret uh, scientific uh, program that, that may even involve a whole uh, hidden uh, physics that relativistic physics may be only uh, a, a part of the the actual uh, knowledge that humans have attained there's there's this whole idea of aether physics and or ether physics and that the the Nazis during World War II were able to make uh, great strides in in uh, developing exotic technologies and and I've been reading rereading my Joseph Farrell books uh, recently. And there is a lot of evidence to suggest that we do have, uh, you know, potentially have technology that, as Ben Rich, uh, the longtime head of the Skunk Works, said, we have the technology to take E.T. home. And he said this on a number of occasions in different ways. And he also mentioned a very interesting thing, that that, that for a long time there was a, a problem with a particular equation and that they had finally figured it out, and that it opened up uh, uh, our technological prowess and, and our ability to uh, to access the stars. And he actually did come out and say, "We have the technology to go to the stars." So I think that you know when you factor in man-made UFOs, potential manifestations within the collective unconscious, possibly we're all 
manifesting these events uh, in an attempt to pull ourselves off the planet to go out and seed the universe. We know the planet's going to die. We're going to get hit by an asteroid, some you know catastrophic Earth Earth ending, uh, world ending event. Uh, the sun is going to go supernova at some point. So we do need to get out there, spread our genes out into uh, into the universe like a dandelion, uh, you know, spreading its little seeds out with the wind. And collectively, we may be somehow manifesting the types of phenomenal events that are going to lure us or drive us or inspire us to leave, uh, leave this planet and go out into the universe. That's back to Ray Palmer so many years ago. And Ray Palmer, I think, pulled a few stunts in his pioneering UFO writings and publishing. Flying saucers are here to make us think. Think about what? Think about our future. Maybe that's the consideration there, that UFOs help us think about the future and future possibilities. Oh, here's someone who may have traveled here from another star system. Gee, it would be nice if we could do that. But right now I'm so disappointed because we've cut back so far on the space program. The promise of the space program in the 1960s has never been realized. Yeah, well, that's... Boy, that's the truth. Uh, you know, I, I want to get down off my soapbox, but uh, the question was asked, and I'm one of you know a few people. I, I think as the years go by, more and more people are starting to think like I do. I know uh, Greg Bishop, Nick Redfern, and and others have been um, you know championing this. Let's look at all the potential you know, alternative scenarios besides ET. So I, I think it's slowly starting to build some momentum. My attempt to uh, identify a, a a causal agent or a mechanism uh, that, for lack of a better term, I, I refer to as the trickster. I think there are ins and outs and out of the box scenarios that are not enough uh, attention is being is being paid to uh, to alternative theories. I think the extraterrestrial hypothesis and the adherence to that uh, have run roughshod over creative thinking in this field. I think the media has been beating people over the head with Roswell and and these archetypal images of gray aliens. Too many people are w- willing to sit back and let the media program their thinking for them. And well, the not media, enough- of course, is not paying attention. All they're doing is repeating what they hear. Exactly. I know back in the 1960s, Alan Greenfield has been on the show several times, and I were speculating about other avenues of UFO research, alternative theories. Back in the 60s, it seemed to gain steam in the 70s, and then it went back to ETH again. And then people like you and Greg and Nick Redfern went ahead and started that research again. Yeah. Well, here's, here's a good question, uh, Gene. Actually, uh, several of them. Uh, this is from one of our most active posters, Gogsmacky, um, who's been a member of the Paracast for about a year and a half now. And his first question is, are there any guests you have failed to secure but would still strongly like to see on the show? I've got a few. I kind of answered that question. I'd still like to talk to Whitley Streeper. I think there's some things about what he says that intrigue me, but he has to be willing to submit to real questions. And that's a huge problem. But part of it is it's not so much that there are guests out there that I would like to have but guests I would have liked to have, but they're no longer with us. And I'll answer yeah. that question, that part of the question, in a moment. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. 
Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Preparedness is simple. When you have the right stuff, and with the looming threat of economic collapse and possible service interruption, it's time to get the best-in-class preparedness stuff at DisasterStuff.com. DisasterStuff.com has been serving smart preppers for over 15 years with quality products like Berkey water filters. DisasterStuff.com is the official Berkey in-stock shipping center. And, as always, free shipping on all Berkey products. Stock up on water barrels and accessories. Get Country Living or Wonder Mill grain mills. Excalibur food dehydrators. Tatler reusable canning lids. Sun oven solar cookers. EMP bags to protect sensitive electronics. And don't be without your Life Straw personal water filter. All from DisasterStuff.com. Preparedness is simple. With the right stuff from DisasterStuff.com. Freedom through self-reliance and personal responsibility. That's what it sounds like when a burglar kicks in the door of a dark house that looks like no one is home. Don't let your home be the next target. Make it look like someone is home watching television with fake TV. Fake TV is a small electronic device that makes the same light as a real television. So from outside, it looks like someone is home watching TV. Fake TV plugs in just like a lamp on a timer, but is far more convincing to burglars. Fake TV deters burglars, costs far less than an alarm, and is highly recommended by numerous police departments. Use it anytime you're away from home. To order your fake TV for only $34.95, go to faketv.com or call 1-877-5-FAKE-TV. Each additional fake TV is only $29.95. So get one for you and one for a loved one for safety, security, and peace of mind for both of you. Call 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. FakeTV.com, the burglar deterrent. Positive results from satisfied customers of Heart and Body Extract continue to pour into our website, hbextract.com. This is Al from New Jersey. One day I saw your ad for Heart and Body Extract. And it mentioned that it would help me with angina, so I decided to order. I figure I had nothing to lose. Heart and Body Extract supplies your body with everything it needs to balance itself and maintain optimal heart and circulatory health with no negative side effects. I took the formula three times a day as directed, and I kid you not, within four days, my angina pain was completely gone. Order HB Extract by calling 866-295-5305 or online at hbextract.com. That's 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. I could not believe it actually stopped the pain. Heart and Body Extract actually works. This is just an amazing product. Even the numbness in my hands is completely gone. Heart and Body Extract for a long and healthy life. 
This is Kurt Seven, the author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. We continue Shop Talk 2012 with Gene and Chris on the Paracast. And I kind of forked off that question. What guests would I have liked to have on the show? And one is John Keel. We made an effort before he died to get John Keel on the show. And at that point, he got pretty ornery in his final years. I made an effort to have Richard Hall on the show. He was a pioneer UFO researcher. He wrote the UFO evidence while at NICAP. I had a few run-ins with him. We buried the hatchet in the 70s. When I finally got a chance to talk to him about it, he was not feeling all that well, so he didn't want to go on the show. So that was our effort with Richard Hall. So it's a matter of regret. Yeah. I regret that Dr. J. Allen Hynek is no longer with us because he would have made a great guess. I did know him. People like Charles Berlitz, who wrote The Bermuda Triangle, the first book on Roswell with William Moore and Stanton Friedman. He would have been a wonderful guest. I interviewed him on a cable TV show back in the 70s. He had the dancing, twinkling eyes. He was a fun interview. So in that sense, I regret not having interviewed him. I think most of the people who are alive today that I would have liked to come on the show and I've asked have accepted. Only a few have kind of sat back there. I know there's a lot of guests we'd like to get on, and I hope they'll listen, and I hope they will accept our invitation. Chris? Well, I'm working on uh, getting Joseph Farrell on the show. I think his work, and also Henry Stevens, their work on the whole man-made UFO and breakaway civilization and possible secret uh, scientific uh, parallel tracks, I, I think is very, very intriguing and compelling. I'm, I'm actively uh, attempting to get those two gentlemen on the show. I'd like to get Andrew Bassagio on and this Douglas Dietrich, who uh, is making quite a, 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 a stir right now with his claims of revisionist history and that the Japanese actually uh, sued for peace and we didn't really bury the hatchet with them until 52 and how the alien meme, the gray alien, is actually a subliminal Asiatic uh, appearing form uh, that's uh, he has some very interesting theories this is Douglas Dietrich now the gray alien is somehow Asian yes the slanted eyes uh, okay. he has a very interesting take on that I don't have enough time to go into his theories but Douglas Dietrich he's been making quite a quite a stir here recently uh, so therefore George Takai who plays yes. Sulu on Star Trek yeah he's an alien yeah well it, it's 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 actually it's it's almost like he he sort of equates it with some sort of bigotry. Uh, but uh, again, I'm not that familiar with his material. I haven't had the time to really dive into it. I've read a couple of uh, of fairly substantial articles in Nexus magazine uh, interviews that he gave. It's, it's some interesting stuff there, and I'd love to get him on the show. He's very well spoken, very bright guy. Andrew Bassagio, I th- this guy is is just. A, a total enigma to me. Uh, he has four degrees, allegedly. Uh, he's supposedly a successful uh, practicing lawyer in Washington State. Um, he's effortless with his presentation. Of course, there's absolutely nothing to back up his claim that he was a a time-traveling six-year-old uh, and, and a, a, a jump room uh, astronaut uh, teleporting to Mars with Barack Obama and I want to get this guy in the show, and I, I do have an outstanding invitation. He's agreed to to, to do the show, but I think he's, he may be having second thoughts. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> give them a phone call. You kind of wonder, though, just because a person has four degrees does not necessarily make them sane. <laughs> <laughs> well, he could be, you know, uh, who knows? He could be many things. He could be delusional. He could be uh, telling the truth. He he could be uh, some sort of disinformation agent. Or he's just oh, having he- a whale of a time acting weird. Well, he gets uh, off he, on it. He can, has this other life where he's a serious practicing attorney, a professional, and then he has this hobby where he wants to be wacky. He has the wacky hobby. Well, I noticed him in, in uh, Andre Weber uh, whispering in the corner uh, on a number of occasions at the recent uh, Santa Clara UFO Con conference. Uh, I did walk up and introduce myself to both uh, men and suggested at some point that we talk, but uh, they seemed to kind of head the other way every time I came into the room. So You think? Yeah. It must be something uh, you said. Uh, maybe my reputation preceded me or something. Well, I don't know. We understand that. I think yeah. also because we've had a few episodes where we really ran after a guest and tried to nail them to the wall because they came out being deceptive, I think in situations like that, some people think this is a skeptical show. Yeah, well, we're objective. Uh, we don't buy into anything. We we want people to, you know, kind of give our audience a, a quick uh, education about their particular subject or area of expertise, and present us with their with their arguments, with their evidence, with their facts, and let let our audience determine uh, for themselves. Uh, we don't roll over and let our guests uh, scratch our bellies, and and we don't attack people. We just want to know. What they have to back up their uh, sometimes uh, fairly outlandish claims. And Andrew Bassagio is someone I'd like to get on the show and really find out who this guy is and uh, if he has any, any evidence whatsoever to back up some of the most incredible claims I have ever heard uh, in my years uh, researching in this field. Another person I'd love to get on is Richard Doty. Oh, this yeah. guy, this guy has has been involved in some of the most uh, nefarious disinformation. Uh, uh, I, you know, him and, and Robert Collins, uh, the whole Serpo uh, scenario story that came out in two thousand four, two thousand five. We had Robert Collins on here for a short period of time, and he didn't like the way he was treated, so he recorded like a one minute rebuttal, which made no sense, whatever. I have had conversations by email with Richard Doty, and I guess he's the ultimate disinformation agent out there. You know, anytime something weird happens, like MJ-12 documents or Project Serpo, you think Richard Doty is involved. He said a couple of times he'd come on, and then he sort of says, no, I'm not going to do that. I'd love to get Robert Bigelow on the show. Okay, you assigned yourself. I'll go after Doty. You go after Bigelow. Yeah, wish me luck on that one. Boy, I'll tell you, I can't wait for... bring the NSA with him. I can't wait for the um, Jesse Ventura conspiracy uh, uh, theory show uh, uh, that I helped them produce uh, on the Sherman Ranch case and about Bigelow's uh, uh, role in in, uh, in ufology and in aerospace. When is that Uh, going to be on? 
the show was was uh, quite. Uh, there, there was some controversy around the show. It was delayed. The start of the new season was delayed almost, I think, eight or nine months. And I think it's going to start airing episodes on November 7th. I'm not sure where in the lineup this particular show is going to be. You don't know which um, network. Uh, I think it's uh, still on True TV. So, it, But it is going to start airing uh, the new season November 7th. Um, Ty Ventura and... Uh, who is Jesse's son and Oliver Stone's son, Sean Stone, are the two field investigators uh, in these uh, most of these episodes. Jesse did go out on a, on a few of the shows, I think. But but when uh, when Ty was interviewed by Alex Jones a, a few weeks back, he said his favorite episode of the new season was the was the Skinwalker Ranch episode. And uh, I, having been there and, and experienced the uh, the shoot, I'm gonna. I'm I'm really interested to see how it turned out because evidently they were forced to re-edit the show. And uh, I did speak with one of the producers about this recently, and he was unable to tell me uh, too much about why that happened. But there is some intrigue uh, around the delay of the new season and uh, the fact that they had to re-edit that one particular show. I'm, I'm very, very interested to see how it turned out. By the way... The latest movie starring Jesse Ventura. He appears with Tom Sizemore, who's a pretty wacky actor. It's called, and it's not because of him, the movie is called The Drunk. (laughs) I'm serious. This is from the Internet Movie Database, so it has to be true. The plot is the hard-drinking grandson of a legendary labor leader gets arrested for drunk driving. He decides to run for governor against the corrupt prosecuting attorney. And apparently, Jesse Ventura plays the current governor. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and Tom Sizemore plays the drunk? I don't know, but certainly <laughs> I would think that would be art imitating life in many, many ways. Yeah. Uh, okay, but let's move on. We got a bunch of questions, and we're starting to run out of time. Um, here's one for me. Uh, this comes from Fast Eddie, who is... Um, a fairly recent addition to the forum.paracast.com family. And I'll tell you what, because we're running out of time for this particular segment, Fast Eddie and his father, Speedy Jack, or something like that. I hope that's not what his girlfriend calls him. Oh, I hope not. And not in the wrong sense either. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. G-C-N. Great talk radio starts here. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. 
Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris, we're doing a episode covering a little bit of shop talk, where we talk about the things we're doing, plan to do, or don't care about doing, and answer your questions about us with Gene and Chris in the Paracast. In our previous segment, Chris was about to present a question from Fast Eddie. And I think of somebody in an old Corvette at a country highway racing at 130 miles an hour. Fast Eddie, is that what you do? What's the question? Well, it could be Fast Eddie Felsen from from that Paul Newman movie, uh, the pool playing movie. And then he was in The Color of Money, I think. Remember that he was called Fast Eddie? Anyway, he would like to hear uh, about the more compelling haunting cases that I've worked on. And... I have been to some of the most haunted sites in America, the Sally House in Atchison, Kansas, uh, hands down, was the spookiest place I, I have ever investigated, especially the basement uh, there. I have never felt the physical sensations that I felt in that basement with my back to whatever it was. It, uh, it was apparently making all of us, uh, the four of us down there, feel that way. I was filming them in their reaction to what was coming up behind me, and it was very difficult for me to hold the shot, but I did. Uh, the three of them uh, were sick, got sick too. The couple were sick for two weeks. Uh, the psychic was sick for a week, almost 10 days. I fortunately, I guess, have a strong constitution. Um, I could not move. Once I got out of that basement, I felt like a wash rag, and I couldn't move for 20 minutes. So that would have to be the most compelling case. I had my first actual sighting of a ghost uh, this last March here in uh, Jerome, Arizona, which is uh, called by the locals the most haunted town in America. And we had a 3D camera going, uh, filming me walking up uh, an empty hallway uh, late at night. And uh, behind the camera was a big mirror that I could see myself walking up the hallway and a ghost. 
a, a shadow person or a silhouette leaned out from the wall like somebody opened a door and looked to see who had just walked by and was about 10 feet behind me. And we couldn't get the brand new $22,000 3D camera to initialize the footage for that seven-minute shot that uh, had been running. And uh, I was so excited. I ran into uh, the director and one of the, the psychics that we had there. Uh, he had finished up an interview with her and had just put the camera, pointed down the empty hallway where a lot of uh, ghosts had been seen for countless times over the years. And I was convinced that we had gotten the first ghost footage on 3D. And boy, was, <laughs> was I upset when we couldn't initialize and save into memory the footage uh, onto the card. And, and to this day, he's still trying to pull that out. And hopefully at some point he can find somebody that's going to be able to. That footage is in there. We just can't get it to initialize. So, Ooh. Um, yeah. Did you think of going to a computer recovery shop? Um, I think, yeah, he's planning on doing that. He's actually working on um, a series of, of vignettes, uh, I think 15-minute pieces for Nintendo, and that would have been the crowning shot of the uh, of the project. And he's just finished up the second part, and, and this would have been in the third part. So uh, he he's still going to attempt to, to pull that data out. So all hope is not yet lost. But uh, good question. Um, I've been to the Mantino State Asylum. In Mantino, Illinois, that is a really spooky place. Uh, it's condensed ghost soup in there. There used to be uh, hundreds of buildings. Now there's only a dozen or so. And they all seem to have moved into the last remaining buildings. And boy, I'll tell you, there's a roar of, of anguished uh, spirits in that place or whatever. I, I'm i still a little bit... Uh, I mean, my jury is still out when it comes to what actually uh, haunted sites are, what these energies and entities, potential uh, spirits or potential energies are. I do think there's something to it, but I don't think it's as simplistic and knee-jerk as, as the ghost hunting shows would have you believe. Uh, I think it's a, a lot more complex. Uh, moving right along, this comes from Polterwurst, who's one of our uh, most active posters, and he has a number of questions here. He lives in Germany, and he wants to know if anyone has uh, of us have heard of a UFO paranormal hotspot or windy area here in my home country of Germany. Because I can't seem to find anything around here. It's all quite boring and normal. Or do you think I should be happy about that and not, not ask any questions? Well, Polterwurst, uh, there are a couple of spots in the Black Forest. Uh, if you do your research, you'll find... Back in the 30s, uh, there was an alleged UFO crash there. And I have heard stories of sightings um, of what appear to be hotspot zones uh, in the Black Forest. So you might want to check that out. Gene, have you heard of any uh, particular location-specific spots in, in Germany or Austria or Bavaria? Black Forest is what I hear about most. Yeah, me too. Yes. Okay, here's a couple of questions uh, for you, Gene, from Polterwurst. You say you've never seen anything UFO-wise. So, like, really? I mean, not even the tiniest nocturnal light maneuvering in a way that made you go, what the? Or do you dismiss these kinds of sightings categorically as probably nothing unusual? Good question. I've seen a few lights in the sky that turned out to be conventional. I've been around people who had sightings, like, for example, at the UFO convention I sponsored back in 1975 at Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. Well, some people there said they saw a UFO. I was inside doing the business of helping to run the convention. I saw nothing. 
So I've been around events like Wanakee Reservoir in New Jersey. We went out there within days of a UFO sighting, saw nothing. Went to the Brown Mountain Lights, you know, where they report these lights over in North Carolina right. on this hilly road over on this mountain over there. And I wrote an article about it for a magazine with kind of a personal interest thing of the fact that I don't like driving in hilly roads and I had to go up a hill with my little tiny Toyota and I didn't like it at all. At first, we thought that we were seeing something that was strange. Turned out to be a helicopter or an airplane or something. Nothing unusual. When I was a kid, however, I've mentioned this before, I used to have recurring nightmares where I'd see this large black thing racing at me in the distance, and I'd wake up in a cold sweat. And it happened for, I don't know, a few years and stopped. That's it in terms of UFO-related experiences. I don't I think, think I've had any unless that was some kind of paranormal thing. Hold on one second. Well, Gene, you know, you're like uh, some people that I've met uh, over the years of my life uh, that appear to scare the phenomena away. So That's there. the reason, then. You, you scare I'm them away? i the UFOs. The UFOs see me and they start screaming. Well, they, they scream in the other direction. The UFOs don't like me. That's it, right there. The UFOs do not like me, and therefore well, Chris, they stay away from me. They say, oh, him, we are going in the other direction. We'll go after Chris. Well, well how about this? He, he has kind of a follow-up question. Maybe sure. you've had some other hard-to-explain experiences, strange dreams that come true, kids talking about something they shouldn't know anything about, like former lives or that sort of thing. Anything like that? Uh, all right, the, I'm going to start this segment and continue through the next segment. I'll tell you something here. The Whitley Strieber experience. Okay, so we know that Whitley Strieber does not remember knowing me in the early 90s. He doesn't want to come in the PowerCast. And here's what happened. He said during the course of one of his lectures that he faced a very serious, intense tax audit by the IRS. Not more than a few weeks later... I had my own tax audit encounter. I survived, more or less, but, you know, that happens at random. So why, after Ritley Strieber mentions this at a UFO meeting in New York, why did I have the same experience or a similar experience a few weeks later? That's number one. I don't call it paranormal, just one of them things. Then we go back to the 1970s. My first wife, Geneva, and I are asleep. In the living room, rather than our normal bedroom, I don't know why. And she wakes me up at that magical 2, 3 o'clock hour and says, I just saw a water elemental. And I'll answer the question as to what might have happened next or not with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Hey, neighbors, you've seen all those crazy, wacky products on TV. The perfect tortilla, easy covers, hot booties, furniture fix, petty spin, and more. Where do you find all that stuff? You go to asseenontv.com because this is the one-stop source for all of these TV goods advertised. Find all your favorites as seen on TV. Check them out, asseenontv.com. 
And by the way, save 10%. Here's what you do. Use the code SCENE1, S-E-E-N number one, SCENE1. Go to asseenontv.com to order. Save 10%. Purchase this summer's hottest As Seen on TV items. Save 10%. Or call 1-866-277-3366. 1-866-277-3366. The code Scene one to save 10%. Making the right decisions is a challenge to investors. Are we going to see economic growth slide into a recession or at worst depression? Hi, Ted Anderson from Midas Resources. We all know when a company acts irresponsibly, divesting ourselves in a move towards safety is prudent. When the market becomes volatile, U.S. Treasuries are a safe haven. But what do you do when the U.S. government overextends itself and spends beyond its means? Many investors are turning toward gold as a common sense alternative to traditional paper investments. Midas Resources has put together a powerful book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, discussing costs, benefits, risks, featuring full-color illustrations, weights, and measures. The book is free and can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. Paper investments are dwarfed by gold's 6,000-year history. Discover how gold may be right for you and your IRA by calling 800-686-2237. Whether buying or it's time for you to sell, the book is free. Call 800-686-2237. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock, save you money, and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with Microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. Fight back this cold and flu season with the world's best garlic extract, Ali C. Why Ali C? Because it helps your body fight viruses, bacteria, and fungi. Ali C has been scientifically proven in double blind studies using low doses to greatly reduce the number, severity, and duration of common colds. Ali C contains 300 milligrams of stabilized allicin, the active ingredient in crushed garlic. Studies show Ali C is effective against MRSA, bacterial, fungal, and viral infections. One tablet of Ali C has the equivalent of 40 cloves of garlic. Ali C supports your body's resistance to all types of conditions and can help lower high blood pressure and high cholesterol. So boost your body's resistance to infection with nature's best garlic extract, Ali C. For more information and to order Ali C, call 877-888-7126 or go to garlichealthproducts.com. That's 1-877-888-7126 or go to garlichealthproducts.com for your Ali C today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Was it or wasn't it a water elemental? So the picture again. 
with Gene and Chris in the PowerCast. Geneva awakens me early in the morning, seeing this thing. I looked up. I didn't have my eyeglasses on. I'm very myopic. I saw some kind of blur in the distance, maybe, or maybe it was just our dog walking around. That's it, folks. No more paranormal experiences. Okay. Well, Polterwurst wants to know from you, Gene, that you've said on a number of occasions you've been on and off the UFO field quite a bit because it's quite easy to get disenchanted with. So what makes you come back every time? I don't know. Insanity, maybe? You know, it's funny with the PowerCast, talking with our former co-host who used to be a regular guest on my technology show, The Tech Night Out Live. And somehow I learned he was interested in UFOs. And we said, well, we do well with this show when you come on. Maybe we should do a paranormal radio show. <laughs> and that's how we got here. Well. But in each particular case, a lot of it was sometimes getting into a financial bind when we had that tax audit in the early 90s. You know, it took a lot of money to pay an accountant. I was publishing a UFO magazine, didn't have enough money to continue. So sometimes it was financial. Hate to get back to the money thing. And sometimes it was, I had to do other things. So when I first got into radio, I dropped out of UFO research for a while because I was busy establishing a new career. But here I am. It ran full circle. I'm back in radio, back in the field. Well, speaking of money, here's a question uh, from Toxic Surf, who's been a uh, forum.theparacast.com poster for about, uh, about a year and a half now. And he said, if you were to be a conservator of a large amount of money, say 5 to $10 million U.S., that had to be funneled into UFO research, where would you put it? Or how would you spread it around? And yes, Chris, you get some for your research. I'll answer that after you do. Well, okay. So I would definitely have people like Chris O'Brien, especially Chris O'Brien, perform the investigation. That'd be one thing. It wouldn't just be for paying the bills. I would look to people who have the dedication and the knowledge and maybe talk to a few scientists to get them involved in the field and go on targeted investigations. You think about a few million dollars. It sounds like a lot of money. And I agree. If you want to get state-of-the-art scientific equipment, you want to pay skilled investigators to apply their trade and do it, I think still you'd want to be able to carefully allocate the money. And I probably wouldn't want to be just the sole arbiter of this. I want Chris involved. I want the people that we both trust involved to decide, okay, we have this money. We don't want to waste it. It's a finite resource. It's a tremendous resource. Where do we go to get the most bang for the buck? Yeah, I agree. And, and what I would do, first of all, is set up a 501c3, a, a nonprofit organization, right. and somehow uh, allow that person to get a tax break for the money that they're uh, allocating to us. Uh, and what I would do is that 501c3 would be uh, – a private but transparent uh, research organization that would, first of all, create a state-of-the-art monitoring facility that would be mobile. And uh, since you know we're parked here in uh, a very active area of North America here in the southwest uh, near the Four Corners, this would be a perfect spot to be able to dispatch that vehicle at a moment's notice. We're talking about a recreational vehicle maybe that could be used as a home for people on the road. 
Correct. You know, to go spend money with hotels. Correct. But it would I would have also think a million dollars worth of gear on it. A million dollars worth of gear. Yeah. I would also think here that leverage a small amount of that money to encourage other investors to get involved. Well, that's because I that's think if you could raise five or ten million, why can't yeah. you raise a hundred million? Exactly. And and but I think it's important too also to set up an educational and uh, an instructional uh, division that would take promising young up up and coming talent who are interested in learning how to properly investigate paranormal subject uh, or cases, events, etc., and have the most thorough training possible and, and hire the top people uh, to actually conduct the training or create training materials that could be used by even more people. So that would be something I'd be very interested in doing and also identifying uh, the three top uh, hotspot window portal areas uh, in North America and put in a double triangulated uh, optical monitoring system with uh, ELF, you know, EM detection, magnetometers, gravi- gravitometers, forward-looking infrared, and, uh, and, and, and actively monitor 24-7 uh, three of the hottest spot areas in North America, and as as we're attempting to do in the San Luis Valley right now, so that that would be my uh, my suggestion. Um, also, uh, some sort of educational grants for um, you know trainees or or um, you know young and up and coming talent that could also help with field investigations, for instance, and uh, and have a program, uh, a scholarship program for for these. Uh, you know, dedicated people. So in answer to your question, I, I don't want to just save it all for UFO research. Uh, I think we need to be a little bit more broad spectrum and also be open to attendant phenomenon in areas where UFOs are seen as well. I think the one thing here is that we become what all these UFO organizations couldn't become. You know, they just keep of the ETH flame like MUFON. I can tell you, you know, there are a lot of dedicated people in MUFON and they did get a crack at some money from Robert Bigelow with lots of strings attached. But I would like to see the proper UFO organization that these organizations or APRO or NICAP never were, a place where serious scientific research is being done and proper educational programs so we can send people out on the talk show circuit yeah. get the word out there. Yeah, yeah, an outreach program like that uh, with the media. Set up a consulting uh, arm that would consult to Hollywood and uh, and also propose uh, potential programming ideas that that are the real thing and not this, you know, approximation of uh, reality as uh, some of the shows uh, tend to tend to be. I think that's a good question, and uh, I hope you're serious about that. If anyone out there has an extra five or ten million dollars that you would like to get. Uh, give to a good cause. Uh, we've got we're willing to talk to you. And you know, it's not- funny. I thought of somebody. I'll tell you about it off the air, Chris. But I know of somebody who recently came into a huge sum of money. Young man, looking for a future, and maybe I can get him involved because I know he has somewhat of an interest in UFOs. Okay, mm. just thought of somebody. Don't wow, want to promise cool. anybody anything that I'm actually going to get this to work. But it is a very intriguing idea, and it's something Chris and I do want to seriously discuss because I think it's high time 
something like this is being done. There's so many millions of dollars out there spent on useless political causes, thrown away for no reason, tossed into unusual enterprises like building second-floor elevators for your cars. There's got to be a positive way to realize this goal. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Do you owe the IRS money that you can't pay? Are tax liens and levies ruining your life? Are you tired of being afraid just to go to the mailbox? If this describes you, then Dan Pilla can help. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been solving tax problems for more than 30 years. In fact, I wrote the book that made it possible to negotiate settlements with the IRS, and I've helped thousands of people do exactly that. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. New changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever before eliminate their debts once and for all. There's no need for you to suffer another day with IRS debt. Call 800-346-6829. I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. Do you think your home is toxic? According to the Consumer Protection Agency, over 150 chemicals found in the average home 
are connected to allergies, birth defects, cancer, and psychological disorders. The proven fact is, we live in the most toxic environment in history. Yes, toxins can be killers, but there is something you can do. Detoxify your body with the Ion Cleanse detoxification system from A Major Difference. The Ion Cleanse is made in the USA, carries the best warranty in the industry, and comes with a no-risk, money-back guarantee. We have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and are trusted by thousands of doctors worldwide. Visit IonCleanse.com, that's I-O-N-Cleanse.com, or call 877-315-8638, that's 877-315-8638. Invest in your health with the Ion Cleanse from A Major Difference. IonCleanse.com, one of the most important decisions you will ever make. So far, that's the most interesting idea, Chris. On the Paracast, we're talking shop, answering your questions. And this one, if we can get a big sum of money, like 5 or $10 million, what would we do with it? And I can think of a lot of things. Chris, any more questions? We've got a ton of them, Gene. Um, I don't think we'll get to all of them, will we? I, well, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm making some headway here. Uh, this comes from Ufology, who's a Canadian poster up in Calgary. Alberta, one of my favorite uh, parts of the world here, in North, especially in North America. And he asks, uh, as a veteran in ufology, uh, Gene, what advice or encouragement would you give to young people who are just getting interested in UFOs? That's part one. And what advice can you give to parents of young people who have become interested in UFOs? For example, are there any kid-safe books a parent could get for their 12 to 15-year-old? What pitfalls should parents try to help their kids avoid? Very good question. I have to think of my own experiences and also my experiences as a parent. Read was, books. Right. I read just regular books about UFOs. The first book I read at 11 years old was one by Major Donald Kehoe. So I didn't see something made kid-friendly. I think most UFO books, although some of the events may be frightening, in terms of the language, they tend to be PG-friendly. Unless you're a jazz singer uh, being raped by reptilians. That well, was... there is that. I can see the exception, but I think most of the UFO books. Now, in terms of getting started, I think let your curiosity be the guide. You know, go online, look at the things that are being written about UFO research, listen to the PowerCast, okay? You know, don't pay attention to those wacky shows that are reality shows that kind of imitate things like paranormal reality or something like that. Don't look at shows that just cater to the wacky side of the UFO mystery. And that's something, you know, you can't really tell somebody to do that. You have to follow your own gut. As far as parents are concerned, you know, my parents did nothing about the fact that I was interested in UFOs except saying, I guess he's going to find something to do in his life. I didn't get any encouragement or discouragement from it. In terms of my son, he has read a small number of UFO books, a lot of science fiction, and, you know, I occasionally drop the book in his way to see if he'd react to it. He read the book by Kurt Southerly on UFOs that he liked, but he never really pursued the subject and has no real interest now. He's still interested in science fiction. He's interested in acting, music. He's a teacher in Madrid, Spain. No interest in UFOs. As a parent, though, I think the guidance is like anything else. 
is you want to make sure your children are safe. You want to allow them to express themselves and also to learn about the world. And if their interest navigates to UFOs, again, what you want to do is to allow them the freedom. You want to keep them out of trouble, of course, but allow them the freedom to discover the world and things beyond the world. Good answer. I agree. I think the parents should be up to speed as well. So when they're asked questions, mommy, daddy, what do you think about this? That they're able to uh, discuss it intelligently with their, with their child. In that and, case, my son Grayson had a pretty wacky father. So, yeah. Well, he was lucky. He was lucky. Do you feel lucky? Well, do you? Punk. <laughs> Here's another one from uh, ufology. And we did address this a couple of uh, shows ago. We, we had a brief mention, but what is the state of the UFO Hall of, Sh- uh, Hall of Shame right now, Gene? Okay. There was and is a site called UFOWatchdog.com run by Royce Myers. We had control of that site for about a year. And the features of that site is a UFO Hall of Fame for people who do good work, a UFO Hall of Shame for people who do bad work. Simple as that. Obviously, it's arbitrary. Now, Royce asked to have the site reverted to him. That was his privilege. That was the agreement we made that if he ever wanted it back, he'd have it. He concentrates mostly on Sean David Morton, who's kind of one of these shyster medium types. And I'll leave it at that. He had some kind of run-in with the government over fake investments. So that's his interest. I have asked him whether we could repurpose that material for a new site I'm working on with one of our forum members, but he hasn't responded. So let's just say this. There is something under construction that may be a successor to UFO Watchdog, but it's still under construction. I don't know where it's going to be taken. I'll have to leave it at that. Okay. I, I do want to point out that the Hall of Shame is considerably larger than the Hall of Fame. Isn't that strange? <laughs> and what's unfortunate, too, is that we developed a lot of new material for that site, but when Royce Myers took it back, he didn't include the database with all that stuff. So we have like a dozen articles, Hall of Shame, Hall of Fame, updates. And the one person who did a lot of the work on this is one of our forum members. He's not as active as he used to be, but he put in months and months of work into this thing, Michael Schuyler. So hats off to him. He did great work. Yeah. And I'm really sorry it's not really being allowed to go online. Okay. Uh, we're trying to cover all the questions here. Uh, here's another one from Polterwurst. Polterwurst had actually nine questions, and I've only asked, I think, three of them. Uh, we'll, we'll ask another couple here. They're, they're very good. And this one uh, actually is pretty, uh, pretty timely and appropriate uh, based on a show we have coming up. What do you all think about things like consciousness, near-death experiences, and reincarnation research and people like the lady in Stevenson? Is there a chance you might get someone like Jim Tucker, Bruce Grayson, Gary Schwartz, uh, Jeffrey Long, Melvin Morris, etc., for an interview. And funny you should ask that. We're going to have uh, PHS Atwater on, who's a longtime uh, pioneering uh, NDE, near-death experience uh, investigator and researcher. She's written a number of books, uh, very well-received. And uh, we're fortunate uh, to have her on the show coming up here later in November. So uh, be sure to uh, tune in for that one, Polterwurst. And... Uh, Again, as I said at the top of the show, Gene, uh, I think it would really be good to open this show up a little bit, kind of, uh, you know, maybe pull out a, a, the odd UFO show or two, but but start concentrating 
on other aspects of the paranormal consciousness studies, um, cutting edge uh, man-made UFO, advanced uh, exotic technology. I mean, there's a number of, of subjects uh, that we could get into uh, that aren't necessarily directly UFO related. So this is an interesting one, uh, again, from Polterwurst. Has there ever been a UFO-related or paranormal claim that you dismissed right away without even looking at the alleged witness's evidence? If so, did any of the before-mentioned later turn out to be more interesting or valid than you had thought? Um, I'll take that one, Gene, because I, I probably have been in a position to have to deal with that. Um, I have, uh, at some point... Uh, I think in 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 the fall of '96, I I I set my record for the number of reports that I had in a day. It was 17. Um, for about a four and a half five year period, I mean, the, the spring and falls uh, around my neck of the woods were just off off the charts in terms of activity. So, I mean, there were only so many cases that I could actually physically go out and cover. So. There were some cases that um, I I logged the information, I interviewed them, but um, you know I just I didn't feel compelled enough to go all the way out there and make the you know forty five minute uh, to two hour drive to to a site, and there were a number of them. Um, in terms of some that I actually did investigate a little bit, and then determined right away that it was a waste of time. It was one woman uh, who I I felt was delusional and had some psychological issues. Uh, she had an abduction claim that just didn't make any sense to me. So I did end up uh, not pursuing that particular case. Uh, there are a lot of people out there that are in desperate need of, of having a special event or being special in their lives. And and occasionally I think uh, as, as time progresses, I think we're going to see more and more of this because of the media fascination with the subject uh we're going to have more and more people i think that 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 misconstrue maybe experiences and can confabulate them into something high strange or or actually outright uh, are delusional and for whatever reason may come out with some story that just is total uh, bunk total so hogwash but there's no yeah. more hogwash coming here because you're listening to gene and chris you're in the paracast Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com slash radio, DreamHost.com slash radio. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. 
That's what it sounds like when a burglar kicks in the door of a dark house that looks like no one is home. Don't let your home be the next target. Make it look like someone is home watching television with fake TV. Fake TV is a small electronic device that makes the same light as a real television. So from outside, it looks like someone is home watching TV. Fake TV plugs in just like a lamp on a timer, but is far more convincing to burglars. Fake TV deters burglars, costs far less than an alarm, and is highly recommended by numerous police departments. Use it anytime you're away from home. To order your fake TV for only $34.95, go to faketv.com or call 1-877-5-FAKE-TV. Each additional fake TV is only $29.95. So get one for you and one for a loved one for safety, security, and peace of mind for both of you. Call 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. Faketv.com, the burglar deterrent. Would it save you time to get the best quality water filters and the best quality storable foods from one company? You bet it would, and now you can at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. Big Berkey water filter products and great-tasting, long-lasting, storable, wise foods are both now available on one website, BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. Wise foods, ready-to-eat meals are packed in airtight nitrogen pouches and come with a 25-year shelf life. Big Berkey water filters are powerful enough to purify treated, untreated, or even stagnant pond water. Combine Berkey water filters with wise foods for an unbeatable preparedness combination. Get free shipping on every order over $50. And GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit big, B-E-R-K-E-Y, waterfilters.com or call 877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Or go to bigberkeywaterfilters.com. A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even though I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. Hi, my name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. With Gene and Chris in the Paracast, we're doing our Shop Talk 2012 show. And Chris was answering a question about cases he might have summarily dismissed from the get-go. And I think we really need to move it up here because we are in the final segment. Oh. We need to answer some more questions. Yes, we do. Um, one that several people have asked is, is what's going on in the San Luis Valley? We have had uh, a camera up now for about nine months uh, at last count. We have uh, collected 700 terabytes uh, of data, about 200 of which have been reviewed. 
we finally have uh, the first camera has uh, motion tracking and record on on motion. Uh, there has been some activity burbling around. Uh, I expected a much more active fall in late summer period. We're right now going into the time period when things are most active in the valley. If there's going to be any activity in that year, uh, the fall and spring tend to be the most active times. There have been, as I mentioned on the show, uh, there's an ongoing investigation uh, concerning flying humanoids, which uh, is very unusual and uh, very compelling. There's uh, quite a number of you know alleged sightings of this, including two by law enforcement officials separately, one by a post um, postal uh, carrier, another by the local garbage man in this town. Um, some people that have you know uh, nothing to gain by coming out and 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 fessing up to these sightings of of what appears to be a cross between Dracula flying around uh, in a cape, a uh, little Mothman thrown in there. Um, the very first minute that the San Luis Valley camera was online and able to be viewed over the Internet, our chief engineer, Andrew Palfreyman, uh, was the first thing he did was want to try to get oriented when he was looking at this image for the first time. And so he, he found the great sand dunes and zoomed in on them. And much to his surprise, he, he saw two what appeared to be flying humanoids kind of partially seated almost uh, like they were in a sitting position with their legs dangling with some sort of apparatus on their back. One uh, after another, I think they were uh, about 100 yards apart, flew across the, the, the his field of view. He was so startled and amazed, he hadn't yet located the actual button on the administrative control where you can actually take a still uh, JPEG. He hadn't set up recording uh uh, video yet because he literally just turned it on for the first time. But this was about two and a half years ago, right when the beginning of a wave of these strange flying humanoid reports uh, started to surface. Thomas Pay is looking into this. Um, I have Michael Childs is another investigator uh, who's our base station operator uh, in the Valley is also looking into these cases. Uh, a number of groups have tried to investigate from, I think two groups from Colorado Springs have been doing some work. This is an ongoing thing. Uh, as soon as we have something that, that we feel is, is worthy of presenting uh, publicly, uh, I'm sure uh, it's going to happen. This is just too kind of strange and bizarre for us not to uh, jump all over and try to get to the bottom of. So Thomas has done quite a bit of work uh, interviewing people. There is allegedly uh, a cell phone video that the um, police officer actually was so freaked out by his experience, he erased the cell phone footage. But his neighbor happened to have a video camera, and when he was showing her the footage, she zoomed in on the cell phone, and and allegedly you can see the uh, the event. Now I have, you have a picture of a footage. picture then. So it's yeah, it's a, it's a it's a filming of a cell phone uh, video clip basically. So, uh, you know, it, there's too many reports that are that are coming out of the woodwork for this to be just uh, a wave of delusional um, people. Now, it's uh, not a big guy flying in a red cape. Yeah. So uh, we have a lot going on in the valley. We're, we're trying to get our sky cam up and our second camera location. We're negotiating now with uh, with a woman that's uh, a thousand feet above the valley floor for one of the inner legs of our inner triangle and uh, near the sand dunes. And. So we're we're gearing up for a second and and main sky cam uh, at the base station to be uh, put in this fall. So hang in there with us, boy. That five or ten million dollars we were talking about before, Gene, sure could come in handy. I'll tell you. Right, right now, of course, it's a problem of 
being able to generate a stream, a video stream online that most people can see. We're working out different ways of doing that, and we have a couple of web developers working. But if anybody has experience in generating video streams online, you've worked with Apple QuickTime, you've worked with any of these things, we need to make it something that people could see on a Mac, a PC, a Linux computer, and maybe even an Android phone or an iPhone or an iPad. going to be difficult. We have about four and a half minutes left of the show. Any more questions? Yeah, and this is something um, I was actually talking with somebody earlier this morning about this particular person, Teresa Caputo. And uh, Rob Dell, who is a, a, a not a very often uh, poster at the forum.theparacast.com, but he asked, do you guys have an opinion of Teresa Caputo, the Long Island psychic on the Learning Channel? Have you seen the show? I think she would be a great guest. She seems legit to me, and I, I confess she has changed my views on the afterlife. I should say I'm from Long Island. I'm Italian, so I may be partial, but nothing about her and her family seems hoaxed or faked. Uh, and, and he does have a link here to go see some of her, I assume, YouTube videos. Um, I was, As I mentioned, I was just speaking with somebody today who was very impressed with her. She's very entertaining. She's very New York, uh, Long Island uh, you know the 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 poofed out hair and the outrageous kind of you know uh, nerve to walk up to people and say I'm I'm picking this up about somebody in your life. Uh, I've heard some descriptions of some of the 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 little vignettes that uh, it's reality television. Uh, I assumed everybody got that. Um, but my friend was quite impressed with her and and thinks that she does have true abilities. So. This is something I want to do a little research on. Uh, you know, I'm not a, the biggest fan of reality TV, but she sounds like a real character, and her family does too. So uh, uh, I, I haven't personally seen. How about you, Gene? Have you seen this show? No, I haven't. We have been offered access to different kinds of psychics on the Paracast in recent weeks, and we're going to look at some of these people and see if there's somebody who at well, least has a fascinating tale to tell and well, seems credible. Well, how about this, Gene? Here's a, here's, a, here's a scoop for you that I haven't even talked to you about. I do have a psychic that would like to come on. I okay. have worked with her. I, I actually did a training video with her. She has real ability in my, uh, my estimation. And what I'd like to do is set up a taping where we can have some of our forum posters call in and have her do a reading uh, live uh, during the taping that we can then broadcast uh, at our Sunday night slot. What do you think of that idea? I think that's an excellent idea, and let's hope we can make it happen maybe in November. Yeah. Let's work this out with the understanding from your friend, the psychic, that there will be no advanced disclosure who's calling in. We'll have no control of that. Yeah, so and I told her, hey, to we'll have ask several tough people call too. in strategically or call them, which might be easier. We will call them at the appointed time and have them interact and we'll see what happens yeah yeah i think that's a really good idea um it's her idea uh to do this um i did mention when i was doing the training film of course i uh, did mention the paracast and uh she said well man it'd be a do you have psychics on i said well no it, we should and she said i'd love to do it okay. so uh i think this is a great idea she is she's really amazing um she i i i feel she she has a, a, a true gift, and uh, this would be great to uh, to do. And it would be a chance for our forum uh, posters and our, our show listeners to get directly involved and interact with us and, and our guests. And maybe the following week, bring on those people who had readings and get their assessment of it. 
to think, you know, the great idea. Demonstrate true psychic abilities. Is it a cold reading where they use their intuition and a few psychological tricks to get the information? What could have happened? We'll have to find out. As you see with this kind of episode, we have so many questions in the hopper. We have a few questions that we're not going to be able to answer. I'm sorry about that. Maybe during the introduction of future shows, we'll go through a few of the questions that weren't asked, and we'll go through them and see if we can come up with answers. We'll make up something on the spot. We always do. Okay? Now, you can find all the things we do over at theparacast.com. We have the forums where you ask your questions or interact with other members at forum.theparacast.com. On Twitter, we are The Paracast. If you want to send us a tweet or follow us, we're also on Facebook. There's a Paracast fan club, actually two of them. And I still hope that we'll have some advice from our members how to combine two fan clubs into one. It'll be more fun. Chris, where do we find you? Well, Our Strange Planet is still under development. Uh, as Gene mentioned, we're going to really make an effort to get the, uh, the live camera feed up. Um, again, it's OurStrangePlanet.com. And as always, with Gene Steinberg and Chris O'Brien, you, ladies and gentlemen, are in the Paracast. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast.